It's not easy being awesome, it really isn't. Getting badass rides, super smoking hot babes, and fire really helps. But if you want to be truly awesome, then you need to get your booze at Riverside, Riverside Wine and Spirits. Not only do they have a totally kick-ass selection, but they have sweet ass-kicking deals too. If you buy a case of craft beer, and that's four six-packs, four six-packs, then they'll give you 10% off. Count it, 10% off. So, if you ever start feeling lame and need a change, then go to Riverside Wine and Spirits and get awesome. Hello, everybody. Hope everybody's having a fantastical week. Mine's been pretty solid. Brew chats as well. And uh, we're coming up on St. Patty's Day. So uh, that's a great drinking. It's always a good time when you got a drinking holiday right around the corner. But beware the green beer. If you guys do go out this weekend, A, be safe. Don't drink and drive. Uh, but yeah, if you decide to consume green beer, take your Imodium with you, man, and uh, load up on that shit because you, you're going to have a rough morning the next day. And it won't be because of the hangover. It will. And it will. I repeat, will be because of the green beer. So, yeah. Take care. Be safe this weekend. Take your modium. Don't drink the green beer. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, so uh, this past weekend, had a chance to go see Logan and Return of Xander Cage, which was amazing. Way, I knew I would be entertained because I liked the first one. But, uh, yeah, it brings the heat. I liked it. And, uh, and that's not saying I'm saying it's a good movie by any means, but I was entertained. Uh, so yeah, we talk a little bit about Xander Cage, talk a little bit about Logan, and uh, because we talk about Logan, uh, it drags us into, you know, we talk quite a bit about X-Men this episode. We talk about kind of the mess that is the X-Men canon and X-Men cinematic universe. Thank you, Fox, for that. Uh, we talk about how maybe Deadpool... And, you know, X-23 from the new Logan could maybe bring it back down, like, you know, back around to some sort of continuity solace, so to speak. And, uh, but yeah, we, we got a lot to get into. And we're drinking, we've got some St. Paddy's Day beers. It's our St. Paddy's Day episode. And we tried to get Irish Reds, but that was a little difficult. So we've got some Innocent Gun, or Innocent Gun. We were trying to figure that out during the episode. But we're also drinking Ambers this episode. So thank you to Riverside for that. And, uh, yeah. So kick back. Here's episode 59 of the Brew Chat Podcast. Go shop at Riverside. I downloaded a uh, Star Wars game on there that I'm just waiting one of these days for me to forget to turn off my phone, and it's going to shoot the note. Yeah, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) It's loud as shit. Your energy's refilled. It went off uh, one night at like 3 a.m., and I was asleep, and it scared the shit out of me because I didn't know what it was the first night I got it. It's like (laughs) that Star Wars Battle Heroes or whatever. Okay. You basically just play like turn-based RPG battles, but there's no story. Right, but it, you have like a little thing that you go along, and you get like different missions. And stuff, yeah, sort of. I guess you missions. You really just fight rounds of dudes and yeah. level up and get new moves. I think I have that one. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Not, it's something to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a so toilet yeah. game, bathroom game. 
anyway, here we are. What is episode... 59? 59. Yeah. I can't see shit right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's 59. Good old episode 59, which is our sort of St. Patty's Day special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, and with St. that... St. Patty's Day. Uh, we've got Ambers to drink, but you brought brought us some Enos. I brought some mixed Enos and guns. Or Enos, we're not sure, but Enos sounds funnier. Yeah. I-N-G. And uh, it's a Scottish. It was, I tried to find some Irish Reds, and... It's yeah. up. it's definitely a style because Jared officially entered his beer yeah. as that. But yeah. I know I know our restaurants have gone back and forth between an Irish red ale and an Irish red lager. So I don't know what the hard line for the style is. Like if it's just which malts you use or a color mm-hmm. or it looks red enough and you can just call it an Irish red. Yeah, and uh, when I was looking and asking questions to Jordan, he knew what I was talking about, so... It's definitely a style. Yeah, like Killian's is a lager, I believe. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. then Big River does an Irish red ale. I don't know. Yeah. It's a long way of saying I have no Mm. idea. It's it's red. That's what I know. (laughs) And it's hard to get that color. That's what I know. It's definitely hard to make it actually red. One and Lou, I guess uh, you said these were Scottish. Yes. Scottish. Scottish. They're all... Mm -hmm. Nice and fancy. They're one of those like super pricey four packs, but I picked them up at Beverage World as singles, so I didn't feel too bad about dropping two ninety nine a bottle because yeah. they're all aged differently. We got original, we got bourbon aged dark ale, I got an Irish whiskey aged. That's the green one, and then a rum aged. Hmm. I've had the rum aged. It's it's you you know there's rum in there. Hmm. Um, I guess they're aged with oak chips, but they call it out right. on there. Um, and they're carefully matured, and they say how long they've been matured for at the bottom. So, like, original uh, has been carefully matured for 77 days prior to release. And they got those signatures on the bottom, like fancy scotches. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody was, like, tasting each bottle and stuff. Let's get into one while you're talking yeah, here. Let's do, let's do yeah. the original let's first. The original one. All right, yeah. I guess I got the yeah, opener. Got All right. And I was going to suggest going from... Uh, like aged like how long they've been aged okay after this one since there's no other real like order necessarily to go in yeah they're all in brown bottles we can't tell exactly how dark they are oh this, this has a great color this one's been aged for 30 days this one's 57 and that's yeah. 60 okay i'm not gonna lie i'm a little scared of these after the goodwood experience the other week i've had the rum you can <clears throat> taste the rum it, they live they'll taste like what i think they say they taste like um which is good like and, I don't, and the original, is it, uh, let's see, is it aged in? It's on the bottom label. On see, the a right. smooth Scottish beer with natural hints of toffee, vanilla, and oak. All right. And then it's signed by a dude on the bottom. I can smell Cram a hint foot of toffee. Sinclair. That is malty. That is malty. I can taste the oak. Mm. Taste the and a lot of the toffee. Wow. The description uh, doesn't lie. Nope. This almost tastes like some... This tastes like like a Werther's. Yeah, it's got the creaminess of a Werther's. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's snowing. That's cool. I'd call it a smooth Scottish beer with natural hints of toffee, vanilla, and oak. That's a pretty good good description. Succinct and accurate. Yeah. (laughs) You want to hit that flavor text on the back? Yeah. There's a little paragraph on the back of each of these. To make Enos... (laughs) 
and gun, we hand select barrels which are packed with the most delicious oak flavors with a U. Over many weeks, our unique maturation slowly unlocks these flavors from deep inside the oak grain, the beer growing in character with every hour that passes. Only when it is matured to perfection do we bottle and release it. The result is a refreshing, honey-hued mm-hmm. yeah, beer with aromas of vanilla and toffee and a malty, lightly oaked finish. All right. Serve it four to six degrees Celsius. I left him in my car all day when it was like low 30s, so... Yeah, mm. yeah I it was a safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> this is so seventy. Good. So this is matured for eleven weeks if it's in there for seventy-seven days. Yeah, hmm. that's a long this time. This one is six point six percent. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's pretty solid beer. Yeah, this one it no longer scares me. Yeah. <laughs> no, this one's a tasty beer. I was a little apprehensive. I was because after the Goodwood experience it, and talking to people around town about it, everyone else is like, really. And it had me second guessing myself, mm-hmm. being like, "Well, maybe I just don't like, like oak aged or oak chips or something." Yeah, maybe I just don't like that in a beer. I and don't really. but no, this is tasty. The walnut one I made had some oak chips in it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I definitely that was don't a have a beer. barrel, and I've always wondered about. It. I like the idea. Mm-hmm. I really do like, like a something smoky or something or mm. woody. Yeah. We should go heist for. one from Chattanooga whiskey. Yeah, I, could up walk, I could just 11. stuff it under my coat and walk out of there with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was. Uh, I definitely threw some of the medium toasted oak chips in that one because that whole beer evolved from like, I'm going to use these things I've never used. I bought some dark, heavily toasted ones that I haven't used for anything yet. Yeah, but I was I at Beverage World and feeling honorary, and I was like, I'm mm. buying everything I want. Hmm. Well, we've been mentioning Beverage World a lot, and I feel inclined to mention right. our sponsor, Riverside Wine Spirits, which gave us some ambers also to drink yes, along with did. these today. Yes, they Got did. These. Riverside is very, it's much more convenient to get to. Yeah, it's yeah. Much I could argue to. that. The if prices are good. Supplies. The, but they have cheese. They do have fancy cheese. cheese yeah. But no condoms. I like, to be honest, I. <laughs> they do have fancy And I'm not cheese. just saying this because they sponsor the show. I do generally like Riverside better than. Oh, yeah. Beverage World because Beverage World still has that feel. It feels like a package mart still. Riverside I also like, has liquor, yeah. which is yeah. incredibly convenient because yeah. it's mm-hmm. a one-stop shop for all my booze and needs, and yeah, I have definitely. lots of boozing needs. Very true. Yeah, and cheese. <laughs> yeah, and no, they've I, got classy little gift ideas. Like you could go down there and put a nice little gift basket together. But oh yeah, yeah. I definitely prefer buying booze from Riverside, but uh, brewing equipment and ingredients and stuff, we have to go down there for it. Yeah, I mean, if Riverside wants to get on that, yeah, they could get it. Yeah, not gonna. Get on. I was thinking that today when I was down there grabbing would, beers, I was like, they should definitely right get on, now, on the homebrew supplies. Beverage World is the only place that sells that stuff mm-hmm. in this area because Atlanta's closed. Yeah. So, yeah. so everyone, all the Riverside the barley mob there, guys, Chattanooga's own homebrewing group, that's right, has they to, have to go, go down to down there to Ringgold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boy, it'd be convenient if it was just oh right there. God, I wonder so if there's good. a tax thing. I don't know. In Tennessee, about like mm. maybe there's a tax difference in Tennessee homebrewing supplies versus. I wonder if they've. Thought but then about it's just like all. yeast and. There's one in general. So, so. I mean, like that whole nine percent sales tax is certain. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Are grains and hops like taxed like beers and everything? You get that booze tax. Yeah, on I, don't, I don't know. Like. I don't think so. I'm, it's more like produce. Well, you can take those grains and make beer because, or make uh, bread because they do. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they don't tax bread supplies. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's why, who was it? Was it Brian who was saying that 
any kid could walk down to the homebrew store. Yeah, when we were yeah, 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 and the ingredients and all that. Yeah, when we were wondering if it was legal for a fourteen-year-old to go buy a homebrewing kit and a like the actual beer making kit and one of the beer recipe kits. Spoiler alert: It is. Yeah, you can totally do that. Do Not encouraging it, but you know, if you yeah, want to be cool. Do we want to bust into these ambers, or do we want to finish up the Innis and Guns? Let, let's fin- finish up the like, Innis, and then we just, uh, had, right. the, uh, we'll we the just had the original. Yeah. So let's go, go into bourbon. This, this bourbon. one, bourbon aged dark ale, carefully matured for 30 days prior to release. So All right. I think it's the youngest of the crowd. Mm-hmm. I would really like to uh, – we've got a pretty good collection of taster glasses. We do. Mm-hmm. Of like, We've got main, mainly two shapes. I guess three. We've got like yeah. a uh, pint glass, glass and then a Pilsner. That's true. I guess I would really like to get small versions of every type of beer glass for our tasters. I think that would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty neat. Yeah. It would be, yeah. Small nautic oh, glass. This dark. Oh, it's one. the darkness. The darkness. Uh, this flavor text is short. It says, This very special dark ale has been brewed in small batches and then matured over oak seasoned with the finest American bourbon to give it its rich, rounded character and satisfyingly smooth finish. This one it comes in uh, standard, though. It says serve at 39 to 43 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. And it's clocking in at 7.4. I don't know. You guys won't remember this, uh, but this beer, it, it doesn't smell exactly like it, but Ooh. on the nose, it, it gives me like, you know how smells will give you like nostalgia flashbacks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, straight up sending me back to the uh, brick oven grill that used to be over there in Hickson. Like, I hmm. think uh, I Fuji, it's either Fuji or uh, Ribbon Loin that's there now. I can't remember. That might have been before is, my time. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It's been closed at least 10 years now. Okay. But it was a like a brick oven pizza joint. It's not bad. And this smells kind of like that place. It smells. The taste doesn't match the smell to me. Mm-hmm. I was expecting richer. It smells very rich, like very, mm-hmm. very bourbony. But no, it's, it's got like a, 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 a brief yeah. chocolate, like cocoa, <clears throat> yeah, thing too. But it's surprisingly lighter than I thought, given the yeah, uh, me too. The heavy richness. I thought this was gonna be one of these like fireplace beers after coming mm-hmm. in from the snow we're currently getting all. Eight snowflakes the blizzard out there. Yeah. It's done snowing, by the way. <laughs> if this starts sticking, we're going to podcast all night. <laughs> we'll stay up with you, Chattanooga. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Where you won't be able to hear us until Thursday. Yeah, but we'll have been there. Yeah, vigilant. <laughs> so you build a time machine. As far machine. as you know. We'll let you know where to find the bread and milk and eggs. <laughs> Nowhere, because it's chaos. That's true. That's right. I was actually at uh, Food City. The one down Hickson Pike here, mm-hmm. I guess it was yesterday. I took a stroll. Th- yeah, they were pretty barren on the milk and eggs. Wow. I don't get it. Do people do drink I don't more either. milk and eat more eggs? What are they doing? Like just, I guess making a lot of French toast. Yeah, <laughs> like I would be honestly raiding the Kraft mac and cheese boxes. They don't they presumably don't go- ever expire. Yeah, they're, like they're cheap and. A box is supposed to be enough to feed a few people, but I'm a disgusting animal who eats the whole thing out of the pot or in one sitting. can items <laughs> yeah. that don't perish. Yeah. You know? Cans of Anything. beans. Like, I don't even now, know where that started. Now, like, you say you say those aren't supposed to expire, but I have found a mac and cheese box that has expired before. How did you old eat it? was it? I, did, I tried to make it, and... <laughs> I I no, I'm looked interested past to the hear. expiration date. Oh, this was a while ago. This was before, God, this was probably before I moved to Maryland. Jesus. Yeah. Um, 
which was, yeah, a while ago, high school. Um, but it was an expired mac and cheese box at, I think, my mom, we used to stay at this lady's house because it was like halfway between where my mom worked and where we lived because we hadn't moved up there yet. And this lady, I think she died and her kids owned the house. I can't remember. Don't quote me on any of this. No, you guys don't know <laughs> the story, so it doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Um, anyway, I was looking for something to eat in the cabinets and there was an old box of mac and cheese and I can't remember the date on it, but I remember thinking... You've never seen that box designed okay. before? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if this is okay to, to eat. And I made it and, you know, the pasta turned out okay. Because it's pasta. Right. I went to open the cheese packet. Instead of that bright orange powdered cheese, Right. it was like dirt brown. Oh. It was like... Th- like this, like a mix uh, of this table, the colors, to, the but. brown colors on this table is like those mixed together, but in like cheese form. He's he's talking like like a cocoa powder kind of brown, I think. Yeah, a little lighter than that. Okay, but it was fucking disgusting. So we'll call it we'll call it beer bottle brown. So real quick, <laughs> like is that. that the most we've all done it? Is that the most disgusting expired food you've ever eaten? Oh, good question. Because I can go down this rabbit. Probably hole. not. Yeah, let's go. Let's chase this rabbit a minute. Yeah. Okay. What's the most disgusting yeah. expired food? I don't know. Well, first of all, that one was pretty bad. Do expiration I dates did try mean it, something to you all? Like, because for oh, me, yeah. if, it, does, if yeah. it doesn't it smell or like look bad, I use my own discretion. I mean, depending yeah, well, on the food, like milk that's a couple days past its shelf life, if it smells all right, sure. Or if you're cooking with it, like it's not that yeah, bad. Yeah, but like, but even like unopened milk that's a month old like i'm not even going to open yeah, that no. that's mm-hmm. that's dumb but yeah, i can throw that away one that one that comes to mind for expired food is um my grandfather's we were adults to put it in perspective and they, he hadn't my grandmother had passed she would have been the one to buy him but i mean we hadn't had fruit roll-ups since we were little kids so we're talking 10 15 year old fruit roll-up was there when and those we, things mm, seem like they would last forever well we knew it was a bad idea but we were like oh, like Remember the old like red, yellow, and green ones? I don't know if they still have that, but the one that's sort of like faded. Yeah, I are think you talking it, about fruit roll up or fruit by the foot? Fruit, fruit roll up. Bu- okay. Fruit roll up. I want to say they had one that almost was Jamaican flag esque. That was mm. like you could I, punch I vaguely the, remember that. Maybe yeah. you could punch the shapes out of them. Yeah, or and it was like a tie dye. Yeah. 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 Well, that, but long after, a, at least a decade after we should have eaten it, so we opened it, and because we're just like what. This thing is fucking old. Like, like our grandmother was still alive. She's been gone for a while. We opened it. It shattered like glass. <laughs> oh, wow. Didn't stop us from trying a bit of it. But, I mean, everyone knows what a fruit roll-up is. If you can imagine what happens when it shatters like stained glass, like it was like that. And then we're like, I wonder if the taste is... And it was like eating glass. Like, we spat it back out pretty quick. <laughs> I can't honestly say if the flavor was there or not because, like, it would have torn your mouth and esophagus and everything to shreds like you you would have had your stomach pumped because (laughs) it would have been cutting up your insides like if you swallow glass or a nail or something it was that's that's probably what sticks in my mind the most as like one of the worst i mean i've had bad milk and that i've like regurgitated immediately Mm -hmm. but that usually happens the one good thing about bad milk is you never have to wonder if you have time to wonder after you drink it go was that bad like if that whole thought gets through your head, it's it's cool. If you can finish that well, sentence then, in your yeah, mind, yeah, and then you can grab the jug, and it, if it's really old, it, like the jug will be a little swollen. 
Yeah, oh, but I'm yeah. saying you, yeah. you can finish that like sentence in your mind of like, yeah. was that milk expired? <laughs> if you can finish that sentence, you're good. Before throwing up? Yeah if, yeah, if if you can't, the milk has come back and you know immediately beyond <laughs> any shadow of a doubt, like, nah, that milk wasn't good. Yeah. Is that the good? Problem, nope. <laughs> the problem with the sniff test for milk, though, is that if you have a jug or carton you or something pour it milk, in the glass and then smell. Exactly, because mm-hmm. you get that dry milk, like, around mm. the rim or the lip yeah, of it. Yeah, the crust. The crust, yeah, Ugh, it's gross. But the um, yeah, you gotta you gotta pour it in the glass, and usually I've learned because I drank too much milk. But if you even have to wonder about the smell, it's usually safe. Like bad milk is, there's no room for interpretation. If you yeah. go, gee, I don't know, probably good. Drink it and go, gee, I don't know, you're okay. Milk doesn't. It doesn't, it, do- fuck around. it doesn't wait yeah. for the after credit scene to let you know this. Yeah, is bad. I've never had any bad experience <laughs> with milk. I'm pretty good about milk, but I uh, some apple juice one time got me. Ooh. Really? Yeah, it had molded, and I didn't know it molded, and I just turned the jug up, and oh. then this like slimy, oh. just viscous, solidy, sort of gelatinous material got in my yeah. mouth, and I was like, "What is that?" And I spit it out, and immediately realized what was up, and went and threw up everywhere. Yeah, that's gross. The body's an amazing thing to be able to react like yeah that. yeah yeah well i don't know if it, i was throwing because i didn't swallow any of it right so i don't you knew think, something was off yeah though. i was just like this is disgusting and just vomited yeah just the <laughs> the feeling of it that greasiness ugh, i've never bad. had that happen but i can just imagine yeah. that yeah, in apple not, juice that would be very off no bueno i figured they just like fermented like old apple you juice would think. Would just ferment. I guess I guess it uh it's not cider, I guess. Probably yeah, if it's cider. I bet but... if it's sealed and yeah. like properly sealed mm-hmm. it ferments, but if some back That's true. If some bacteria got in there, like you could probably do that to a new thing of apple juice. Like if you just never opened it, yeah. It might ferment, but mm. if it had been opened and something snuck in there, a wild yeast strain. I wonder how long <laughs> you'd have to let a thing of Welch just sit before it would start fermenting. Mm. I'll I wonder if apple juice or apple cider would ferment faster, hmm. cider? I would assume cider. I feel like cider, but I base that almost but then entirely the apple on nothing. Has uh, all the sugar? Apple yeah, juice, yeah. Hmm. I base that entirely on the fact that cider is the alcoholic beverage name. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's that's my scientific take mm-hmm. on it. The name's the same. But what do we got now? The well, yeah, uh, this, yeah. The which rum? one did I just open? I think you opened you the opened rum because the, the whiskey still yeah. got the the guy. This rum looks hand. like. Like Captain Morgan poured into a glass. Mm. Yeah, I can smell nice the rum. Rum colored. Oh, you can taste the sweetness of the rum. I like it. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, rum is my my go to liquor. Mm-hmm. Captain Morgan and ginger ale was like mm. that was the drink I'd get everywhere. White or or gold rum. I oh, dark. Uh, spiced. I like yeah, dark. definitely. Yeah. There's something about the Bacardi that I don't know if it was too much like vodka to me, and I didn't get into vodka till I was older, but um, like. Captain Cap and I don't like I don't like Coke at all like, or any cola like I, I don't pick a side in the Coke or Pepsi battle because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going with either one but um in my younger days of trying to be like I want to just like I want an easy drink that everyone has it was and I like Captain and the bartender at the time was like oh ginger ale and ginger beer hadn't been I mean this is back in 2008 Mm-hmm. Ginger beer hadn't broken into any market because there was no market for it. But now I'll definitely take Coke and gin- or um, Captain and ginger beer, or whiskey and ginger beer, really anything in ginger beer. But 
Captain and Ginger Ale, get that, that'll hit me with the nostalgia. Like, ah, uh, I remember college. <laughs> I remember post-college when I would drink this everywhere at happy hour and just turn yeah. into a Silver rum mess. and Coke was probably my go-to. Mm-hmm. Just rum and Coke, and then I migrated to whiskey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, this one is clocking in at 6.8%. Oh. It's really good. It doesn't tell me what sort of rum it is oaked with yeah same with the bourbon one it just yeah, is the finest american bourbon and yeah. i'm wondering we gotta take that on face what do you scotland think is the finest american i'm interested yeah. Yeah, in I what you think the like finest american here i think that's marketing for we buy barrels we can get at wholesale for the best price <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but this ruby red beer which it is it's a really nice color has been aged with rum oak chips resulting in a brew with a delicious warming character that's bursting with fruit and warming spiciness these vibrant flavors perfectly balance the beer's toffee malt backbone, which have led it to win numerous awards around the world. Hmm. Most recently, Enos and Gun Rum, a Enos and Gun Rum aged, won Grand Gold at Mondo Selection 2012. I can't wait until, until someone hears thing? it and they're like, "Oh, these American fuckers! It's fucking Ennis! It's fucking Ennis! <laughs> Fuck you and the Ennis! <laughs> it's fucking Ennis!" But it is Sean quite Connery good. is just Innes, like Enos. It's Enish. It's Enish. Where uh man talk and then he actually, slaps a woman on the ass. Is this actually from Scotland or is yeah, it oh yeah, yeah. according to the neck it's label? Imported uh by in Manhasset, New York. But it's from Innocent Gun and it has their address. Six Randolph mm. Crescent, Edinburgh, E H three seventh. So the the bourbon one, uh, it's got this like medallion-looking logo, and across the top it says "Oak Aged Beer." On the rum one, it does the same, but on the whiskey one, it says "Special Edition." So I don't know if these other two were like year-round selections. But Maybe. speaking of random anecdote, and because it's St. Patrick's Day, um, the Oak Aged Beer parts going across the top like a rainbow. I was uh driving out of Saudi today, and I saw a rainbow. So I'm on the access road. I'm right up there at the intersection of 27 near the, like, tractor supply store or whatever. And I see a rainbow, like the end of a rainbow dead in front of me. And I got, you know, the mountains right there. But the rainbow's in front of the mountains. Like, it's peeking down, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I know I could drive up to those mountains. So that means... Like, I could find the end of this thing. And I knew St. Patrick's Day was coming up. I settle it once and for all. Yeah, I knew St. Patrick's Day was coming up, and I was like, all right, Rainbow. Like, you and me, we're doing this. So I drove straight into the saddest uh, food city. Gene and I uh, just uh, named the two food cities. There's the sad one and the saddest one. The saddest one is the one in, in actual Saudi. And I got in the parking lot, and it was behind the building, but still, like, in front of the mount. It was maybe, and I'm awful at judging distance, so let's pretend it's 100 feet away from me. Okay. I was like, ah, oh, damn. So I drove up and around into the, like, trailer park that's right behind that shopping center. And I knew I was in it, because I could see, you know, it was in front of, the, like, when I was in the parking lot, I was like, it's in front of this tree, but, like, behind that one, nothing. Surprise, spoiler alert, there was nothing at the end of this rainbow. Damn. And I tried though. I, it was the first time I was like, "You mean I the could fractals def- of water I, yeah. that create prisms yeah. of light?" Didn't I was conjure like, it's about gold? St. Patrick's Day. Maybe there'll be something cool. Maybe someone will be like, "You never maybe, know." 
If I were there, I'd totally screw with people who came looking for it because it happens to be there at the time. Like, <laughs> put out a fake pot of gold or sit there in a leprechaun costume, something. But I drove I back wait. there and there was there was nothing. And <laughs> but I felt like I felt fulfilled because I was like, not this time. You know, like, I'm going to find the end of the fucking if you rainbow. Hadn't gone that there would have been a pot of gold and a exactly. Leprechaun. All of a sudden, that trailer park is loaded. And I'm sitting here like a sucker because I wasn't going to drive five more yeah, like, Channel minutes. 9's down there, and you've got that yeah, classic right. person that's like, man, I didn't know. I went over there, and sure enough, there's gold. I would have been like <laughs> the one person in the office lottery pool who's like, no, not this week. I'm tired of wasting money. And then everyone else wins. And <laughs> yeah. suddenly I'm locked out because like, no, you didn't participate this time. That's a thing. Quick sidebar. I hate office lottery pools because it's not like I ever think I'm going to win. I, I'm paying for losing insurance. <laughs> it's now that there's no chance I'm going to win, but I know that the moment I stop, everyone else will win. And legally, like the judge is going to be like, nah, dude, you didn't pay up this time. You're yep. not, you're not entitled to it. So it's, it's Only buying more of a team play. Yeah. It's buying <laughs> lo- losers insurance every week until the pool <laughs> runs out of money. Yeah. So wait, you guys are in an office lotto pool. Oh no! But I've Every been now in and one. Then there was yeah. one that goes around. There was one when it when it got like super high. Yeah, but. yeah. And all they ever do is like keep recycling it to buy more tickets until it. When the Powerball hits like a billion or something, you're mm-hmm. like, all right, like we gotta, we gotta play this. And then it comes and goes. But you've won. The whole office has won twenty bucks on it or something. Yeah. And so what do you do? And then you just ride it out, mm-hmm. hoping to get you know a couple large out of it or something. But. Yeah. No, I, I had to keep paying like an idiot because I wouldn't be able to live with myself knowing I'm the only <laughs> one showing up to work after the rest of the office wins. Yeah. It's like me and... Well, they you know. they did that whole plot line in the show, The Office, where Daryl, the, he was like the foreman of the warehouse, and then they moved to... They were like, okay, well, you don't need an office in the warehouse. We'll move you up to the actual office. And when he moved up there, he quit buying into their lotto pool, and then they won like the next week and all quit. <laughs> Exactly. Like, yeah, that's that's what it is. Is I'll be, and then there's everyone I'm like Facebook friends with, and they're showing off their boats and their islands and their <laughs> helicopters, and there's me like still coming to work today. <laughs> it's awfully quiet around here. Well, in the office, it was it was hilarious because like the part of the whole like cast like the warehouse cast vanished. We're like the majority of the season then came back at the end of the season asking Daryl for his jobs back because they just spent all the money on <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> oh, uh, the opener. Where did yeah. go? Yeah. He's trying to be slick yeah. about it, but yeah, that's cool. And then here's the last anus. Yep. Yeah. Irish whiskey aged. Green mm-hmm. label. Uh, original is red. Rum is black. Bourbon is purple. And Irish whiskey is appropriately green. So let's see. Yeah, that's good. Oh, this is nice and dark. This is like a dark brown. This might actually be dark. I like how, how all these are much lighter than what you'd think they would be. Yeah, they're very light in body, yeah. which is nice considering like this one is clocking in at oh seven point four as well. Nice. All right. I like that as well. They're not overpowering, but they uh, they're almost they're all like at a dessert nice mediums. Yeah, they're smooth. They're, they're sweet. Yeah, sweetened mm-hmm. with that delicious liquor. I almost say Black you got yours night. over there. This one might be darker than like the bourbon one. That's this one, or that's yeah, it's this one. I would say this one's the darkest so far. Yeah, I think so. Still incredibly Special light mm-hmm. and crisp. Oh, I like the I like the nose on that. 
okay, this is a Scottish stout matured with Irish yeah. whiskey oak chips. Mm. So this was a stout before they started doing stuff. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's pretty solid. These are all a lot less in your face than I thought they were going to yeah, be. Yeah, same here. Oh, wow. I really expect them to be punching me in the face. But. Yeah, with the whiskey and the rum mm. and the bourbon, just like a lot of times when you get beers like that, it's just. Well, they've right got a, they've got a face. whole lot going on in each one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're very subdued. It's like we got a lot going on, but just we're classy about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The rum one is the original is quite good. It it tastes like a Warther's. I like yeah. the rum one. I've been using um, it as a palate cleanser between the other ones since it is the original. It is. I like the rum one because of the rum. Um, the bourbon's not bad, but if I had to arbitrarily rank them, because yes, I will, yeah. I would go with. Um, Hmm. Probably rum on top, then the original because it's very different. Yeah. Uh, then Irish whiskey and then bourbon. Not that the bourbon's bad; they're all quite mm. good. But I'd say the rum is the most unique and special one to me. I really like this stout, and next to that, probably the OG. Mm-hmm. Would be I do like the original picks. one. Yeah, the stout's pretty damn tasty. And I don't typically like stouts. I mean, people that have listened to us, especially at 59 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I was burping. Not but uh, at 59 episodes, yeah, they should know I'm not the biggest stout fan. You know, I'll drink them. But, you know, I don't, I don't remember the last time I was out somewhere and drank a stout that stout. I paid for. If it's on nitro, I'll do it. And yeah. it's, like, mm. not a Guinness because I never go to that. But if it's some, like, left hand on nitro mm-hmm. or Terrapin Muhu on nitro, I'll, I'll get some of that. Speaking of, the next beer I'm going to be brewing, I'm going to try and do a Thin Mint Stout mm. to make it taste like the uh, Girl Scout cookies. put actual Thin Mints in there. could put actual Thin Mints yeah. in there. I was going to use dark chocolate could. and mint, There might be the same way I was going to not put a candy bar in mine. You'd have to like really make sure they're all, like, all natural Thin Mints because mm. it could be like hydrogenated oils or something. Yeah, in there. I was going to buy some goddamn Girl Scout cookies right. the other day, but their moms too. were out there selling them. I'm not going to buy from moms. Oh. That's lazy. No. Yeah, that is lazy. It's like what's the next? Girls the Boy Scout there, dad selling here, popcorn? Like, out. Yeah, yeah like, right. No, it's like I'll get my own popcorn. Thank you. Get your girls out there selling their damn cookies and teach them some things. I feel like I don't know if they go door to door anymore. No, they just post. Up they outside post up Walmart. outside Walmart. Yeah, yeah. yeah Which makes them. it annoying for my weekend shopping, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Because I'll probably more than likely I'm going to say no, and then I just have to disappoint someone when doing my errands. Well, and then I'm I'm having to ignore two people walking into Walmart. Right. <laughs> the greeter and the greeter and then <clears throat> the little girl. Well, three if you count the, the mom and the little girl yeah. who's not paying attention. Yeah. Right. And the little girl always seems to take it personally. She doesn't understand, like, yo, you get up here and actually sell these. Quit having your mom. Look, do if it. I were made of money <laughs> if I were made of money, I wouldn't be at Walmart. i'd be one of those i'd be one of those classy target shoppers yeah right i should just tell that like be like look girls you're at walmart if you want to get some people go find like hang out at the Publix. yeah go to Publix, (laughs) target whole foods yeah you know i'm still trying to figure out main street meets somewhere where people are somewhere where people got money yeah Go to the caviar store and post up outside. Like, Jesus. Yeah. The Aston Martin dealership. Do I look like a Rockefeller to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here I'm here to buy razors because I'm at, like, look at this. Uh, I need a shave. Like, <laughs> look at me walking in here. I don't have money. 
You know, what I was wondering the other day. I was like doing re, and this is getting kind of off topic, but I think it's interesting because we've talk been about. so good about staying but, on uh, so far. <laughs> so I was doing research. Um, uh, who's the guy? The big. Uh, he's rock. like the the human founder. He's up there with the Rockefellers. Hearst. Uh, J.P. Morgan. No, Hearst. He founded Modern Day. William like, Jennings Bryan. Newspaper. Uh, William Randolph Hearst. <laughs> okay. Uh, pot, like, he had a huge hand in pot essentially being illegal today. Because he had all his money in newspapers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and they were going to make it out of hemp and If they were going to make it out of hemp, then he was going to lose money. Yep. So he put a huge <clears throat> endeavor into illegal. making hemp illegal. Oh, yeah. And... You guys know Chris Hardwick. Mm-hmm. Well, he oh, is yeah. married to Lydia Hurst, who is William Randolph Hearst's like granddaughter or great great granddaughter. Huh. And it's like I just wonder what her <clears throat> opinion is on the fact that her grandfather like directly had enough power to be like, no, pot's illegal because I run the newspapers. Yeah, right. Like I just I would love to does know her still, opinion. Does on she that. run the newspapers? No, I don't. I, I mean, I think it's he was basic. He basically started right. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. modern day newspapers? But I mean, now you've got so many different ones. Like it's all digital anyway. Yeah, now. it's all digital and it's like its own companies. But at one point, he owned the majority of them. I and now that we don't have to worry about hemp taking over the newspaper printing. Yeah, we can just legalize all the weed. Well, and that's a whole other thing. I don't he get went why on this these huge crusty old endeavor. white dudes aren't going to be the first ones. Like, why they're not like fighting to be the first ones to just have that market. Right. Well, some know. do. Like Marlboro already has patents and copyrights. Oh, on. like waiting to go. Yeah, they. I can't remember what they called it, but they've got a Marlboro joint that they are ready to like package and sell. They've do got they the designs. They've the, got the names. Everything. Out in like Colorado and California and stuff. I didn't. No, see I'd say they're it. probably waiting on this to become them. widely. They're all looses. Looses. Yeah, I would. Oh, I would true. assume a big company like that would wait for it to be widely yeah. legalized, yeah, so then true. they can go into yeah huge mass production. I don't know how I feel about that though. Like it's basically a spliff, from what I understood. It's like a tobacco weed uh, hybrid, uh, and not even probably tobacco. It's like tobacco flavored paper, like what they put in there right now. Yeah, (laughs) since they're mass producing it, just like just like the the smallest amount of THC possible to Mm -hmm. get you a little stoned when you smoke one. Yeah, but people buy. But with tobacco, so you also get addicted to them. Mm -hmm. I could I, I see what you're saying, but <coughs> I, I would suspect they have uh, gradients is the wrong word, but levels of THC to of buy intensity. the same way they have. Don't they don't have, have Marlboro has a billion and a half different cigarette it. flavors. There's no way they only have one that's marijuana good, thing going that's a good on. Point. Like, they need to, they, to diversify their portfolio. Yeah, they've got they've got the normal spliffs. They've got probably some all green recipe. I mean, yeah. it's. They could jack up the price, of course, mm-hmm. and there's different oh, yeah. price points for them, but I bet... I think you'd still be able to buy them like, by the carton. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. They, there's no reason why they would have to yeah, change of the all their, or anything. Of See, all their I different varieties. I would definitely varieties. go and buy like, a carton of joints. Yeah. It'd be nice. Like You're, Although, headed, out, you're headed out for the night, and yeah. it's not illegal. Like You can just walk yeah, down the street. Like someone else doing all the rolling for you? Like, Yeah. That's you know, why I not, said it would be like if I was going that? out for the night, because I know I'm going to be like, say I'm going to uh, track 29, and I, this is assuming it's in a world where this it's is legal. assuming any of us ever smoked weed. Yes. Right, of we course. don't. Yes. Of course, yeah, no. We're talking and, uh, from a strictly branding standpoint. Yes, but it's like, say you go to track 29. Yeah, uh, you're out there in that little grassy area having a cigarette, and you light up your Marlboro joint. You know, people Marlboro are gonna. Greens. People bum you for a cigarette. Right. 
Like so, it's gonna yeah, happen. That's, that's if I'm true. going out for a party, I'm I'm gonna get cheap stuff like that. Is but, what I would assume. Okay, that brings up an interesting question. Would you would you go bum a joint from someone the same way you would bum a cigarette from someone? If it's that widely if available, I think yeah, it, I, I think I, it would. I would need to see the price, maybe. Yeah, I gotta yeah. see the if price. If I'm point. paying twenty bucks for you know a twenty pack, mm-hmm. then yes, I will take your dollar or two yeah, to bum yeah. you a cigarette, a weed cigarette. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like, no, you can just have one. But I mean, I've had people come up and say, "Hey, like." You know, I've seen that. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm like, saying. I'll give you I've a had, dollar for a cigarette. I've heard people. I've had people offer me two dollars for a cigarette once, and I'm like, first of all, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Second of all, yes, I'd love to take your money, <laughs> but I would, I would definitely like, like a lot of times, I'll just, I would just give yeah. one out when I was smoking, but like, yeah, I don't know, like, depends. If I was paying twenty or thirty bucks for a. No, the all green pack. one is probably super expensive. And if yeah. someone's like, I want to give you $2, you'd be like, you better pony up a little more. Yeah, right. This thing cost me $26 for, not that <laughs> that makes too much sense. This thing cost me $40 a pack. Like, I'm, I'm going to need to see a five or nothing. Yeah, right. Five or nothing. Yeah, it'll be interesting, though. They'll, they'll definitely restock. come out with that shit once it's, like, widely legal. I'm but, surprised there's yeah. not places like that right now where it is. Mm-hmm. But going on, I, what I think you were going to ask earlier... Would I prefer, hypothetically, uh, would I prefer to have somebody have them oh, have all my all you. my pre-rolled? From what I've seen in movies, I will preface it that. Way. Okay. From what all I've right. seen in movies, it seems like a lot of work every time you want to roll up a joint versus a cigarette, which you literally walk outside, pop it and, out, and yeah, light and it up right it. there. Yeah, that's true. I would not be a fan of having to go through this hurdle every time. every time. And plus, government grade weed, like that's gone through regulations, like the ATF. Yeah. I know what I'm getting. I know it's not full of stem. Whoa! Wow! Hey-o. Wow! Oh, that one that. popped. All right. Uh, I know I'm not going getting all stems and seeds and whatnot. Um, that's true. <clears throat> quality, like. If I had visited any of those places in Colorado, which I haven't because it's illegal. Not out there. Right, but let's pretend for a minute okay. that, you know, <laughs> let's pretend I want to keep my job can, and it's illegal. Can we illegal. stop real quick and just look at this? Pic- can we take a picture of this real quick so we can see Tanner's poor job on this beer? <laughs> no, this beer just, you heard a it. A centimeter of beer and about 10 centimeters I did of give you a Hillary pour, though. <laughs> That's a straight up Hillary Clinton pour. Uh, you're going to have to explain that one. I like the metaphor, but I don't. Oh, See, look, yeah, this it's... beer just comes out that way. Mm-hmm. Depends on who's pouring it. What does that have to you do with Hillary, one. though? I'll pour one. Yeah, you pour one. No, there was a I'm picture curious. that came out uh, way back in Hillary Clinton's camp. Before the, even, the primaries even happened, there was a picture that came out of Hillary Clinton at a bar. And it had some tagline over it. Oh, or something I know like, what you're talking Hillary about. Hillary yeah. getting down with the... The townsfolk or something. It might have been like a St. Patrick's Day thing yeah, or something. Yeah, and she's handing somebody a beer that she's just poured, and it is the worst. There's yeah, like I remember you know, a it's quarter inch of beer at the bottom, and it's all head. There. See? Yeah, okay. No, that's Could have been like the glass I used. It's half and half. Now, I, I will I say before I start pouring this, than t- the remaining thing in this bottle is half and half, but. You guys heard it pop, though. I mean, it, it's yeah, definitely it's, it's got some fizzy. air in there. The air in there. I'm going to go for the best pour of the group here. Oh, yeah, if you're going to stick the rim of the bottle in there. That's to fine. prove a point, I absolutely will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got as much head in there mm. as I do. Oh, no, I got far less ratio-wise. Oh, oh your head's way the hell up here. No, Am this I'm... is Tanner's. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, no, mine was mine was a little no. Weird, this is slowed down at the end. But no, yeah. mine is currently more beer than head, which is the only one of our three glasses like that. One, so the audience knows we're talking about uh, the ambers that we got from yes. Riverside. What is this? Blue pants. Uh, American amber, balanced, rich, clean malt. They have a really a yellow label, a white font, and it's a super scripty font. We're talking Vivaldi scripty for all you <laughs> font savants out font there. Savants. <laughs> I know Vivaldi. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to read. Balanced, rich, clean malt characters, handcrafted, unreasonably good beer. Um, yeah, blue pants. I'll, uh, but but it's got to settle. But yeah, that was the sort of yeah, gunshot sound you heard. I like this beer. I like ambers though. They're just good Wait, so all around drinking beers. This one? I just poured mine back. Mm-hmm. And okay. the reason we have ambers is when I went to Riverside to actually get an Irish Red, they didn't have much of a selection because I guess Irish Reds aren't too much in season right now, which seems like they I would just, be. I don't but, know if it's not in season. I just don't think there are any. People, yeah, yeah there's not a whole lot of them. Killian sort of sits there. Yeah. And, That's all it does. Uh, I know you wouldn't do this, but Killian's is phenomenal for braising some brats. Mm. If you've got that a... That sounds uh, tasty. There's, there's a place for those beers. Coors Banquet, because it's got a lot of sugar. The mm. gold can Coors and Killian's Irish Red. Great for braising some brats before you throw them on the grill. Mm. The drinking is, as you can imagine, meh. I don't mind Coors Banquet, though. But very, very... Those two are very good cooking beers. Mm-hmm. Right on. By the way, the uh, the order I like these Innocent Guns is pretty much the opposite order we drank them. So I like the Stout, the uh, the Irish Risky one. Yep. And then the rum. Then probably the original. And then the bourbon. Or bourbon, then original. The bottom two are back and forth for me. But they're all pretty damn tasty. Because I realized I didn't weigh in on that. But yeah, this amber is pretty good, too. It's almost like an... It's a little it hoppier than good. I expected. It's like an India pale amber. Yeah. And when I think of that, it kind of makes me want to brew one. Hmm. It does have a... But there's... Oh, there's something here. It's very, like, one-off flavor, but... Oh, it's going to bug me. It's a good one. Would you say it's a balanced, rich, clean malt character? It is, but it, it tastes like something. Some kind of candy. <clears throat> And, it, and it's probably going to be something I think of at 4 a.m. like a week and a half from now. This tastes like a candy, but I don't know mm. which one. Mm. Not like overly sweet. There's a there's a very subtle finish of some very obscure and specific candy. Check out episode 62 when I remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's bugging me. It's good. Uh, yeah, it is pretty damn good. Very sort of cloudy for an amber. Um, more of it's a caramel of, than an amber, I would say. Yeah. It's got some a red hint to the color. It's kind of dark. <clears throat> kind of. It's lighter than the rum-aged Innocent Gun, but darker than the original. True. It's the original super light compared to the other three. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could tell you what this was. 
Yeah, episode you got 62 me thinking on it now because I've I've got a hint of it, and I can't tell you. It's not like toffee or like peanut brittle. I've been something. drinking toffee all night. I'll def. I would have. This would be the one night I would remember toffee. That's true. Those Enos and Guns have a lot of that going on. This is so. It's good. It's definitely very drinkable. Um. Amber's Amber's are kind of the vanilla of the craft beer scene. Yeah. Like if if your bu- if if your macro brews are we're not even counting them, you know, like an Amber is the super middle of the road, inoffensive, balanced. I I couldn't name an Amber that stands out to me as like, "Oh, this is the best Amber I've ever had." Dos Peros has a pretty good Amber. Or Dos Peros is the pretty good Amber. Okay. Yazoo. I've had it, can't remember it because I'm several six, seven percent beers deep. But yeah. this, this I'll is take. okay. Oh no, I've got That's this one. Riverside gave us three ambers, but since we uh, we've got a lot of beers time, I'm gonna save that other one save for another other day. Yeah, because yeah, oh, it's right. a little bit of a fancy one. one. Yeah, it's got a cork in it. It's a big yeah. bottle. That's a big one. We're not oh, gonna be able to. Fine. Yeah, just yeah. I'm gonna that save one that one for another week. I wouldn't be able to, based on how much of these I've had, I would not be able to appreciate. Yeah, there's a lot waiting here to be drank. Yeah, I, I, I want to give problems. that one. I know, justice. Right? Damn, there's so just so many it. beers on the table right yeah. now. Uh, sucks having good. to come well, here, but we can do to, this. <laughs> I was only saving this one so I could compare like all these together, so I can just down those. Those are, there's not much left of those. Mm. So what are we drinking now? Uh, this is one of my personal favorite beers, but Gaelic. Highland Gaelic Ale. Yeah, which is an Asheville brewery. You can find that you pretty much anywhere around here. Highland is Asheville. 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 That's right. You're right. Carolina. Uh, first brewed in 1994, our flagship beer is exceptionally balanced uh, American Amber Ale, Cascade and Williamette hops, mm-hmm. and a complex and delicate hop flavor and aroma to the rich, malty body, which finishes with a slight touch of caramel sweetness. It is uh, 5.6 alcohol by volume, and Highland's name honors the Scots-Irish who settled in the Appalachian Mountains in the 18th and 19th centuries and whose culture continues to influence local music, drink, and language. Founded in 1994, we are Asheville's first legal brewery since Prohibition. Yeah. Yeah. And Asheville's cool. pretty big in the craft beer scene. I yeah, know Brian and some of his bit, buddies yeah. went up there this past week. Yeah, I was wondering if they got snowed in up there, because it seemed like Asheville got a little bit of snow. So during a brewery tour in one of the craft beer capitals of the southeast, Brian would be stuck. <laughs> in that town that must suck that must really no, suck take, of all the places to be stranded like damn i'm within walking distance of several breweries take it a step further though what if they happen to get a hotel that wasn't walking distance and he's just stuck without beer he's a resourceful guy growlers would have been involved <laughs> and i wouldn't try and stop him if he's like fuck it i'm going out there and i'm getting it i don't care if it's eight blocks Strapping away tennis rackets yeah. to the shoes the whole deal <laughs> That's how it was here. Uh, like I guess it was 2013. It snowed. Oh, crap, this one has a very distinct, familiar smell, too. Paul Barris uh, called for four inches. We got like 11, 12 inches. And I couldn't get my truck up North Market, and I had a full case of beer that I walked up North Market to here. Damn. It was a good night, though. It was a great night. What, Saw a girl break her collarbone. Uh, it was like 2013. There was a big, maybe okay. 2014, there was a big snow. You saw a girl break her collarbone? Yeah, up here uh, at the city creative center for the creative arts high school. Yeah. She came. I don't know why these idiots. I mean, sure, it's a great hill, 
but they're sledding in the part of the hill that has the most trees. Oh. And, and I mean, it's a steep hill if you've seen that school. But these people were sledding down this hill, and this girl had one of those rail sleds, like the Red like Rider the rail sled. Yeah, the Rosebud sled. And uh, that's the second sort of William Randolph Hearst, Hearst reference tonight. That's pretty high huh. brow. Um, yeah, right. Well, if you want to assume Citizen Kane was about <laughs> William Randolph Hearst, which it is. But yeah, these people were tearing down this fuck hill, going fa- like fast as fuck. And she, uh, something happened. She came off and bailed and hit a road sign like right on her collarbone, oh. sliding backwards, oh. and just screamed in agony. And you kept walking. Yeah, I mean, I had a case of beer, <laughs> and it was icy out. There were plenty of other people helping her. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like she was the only one there sledding by herself. But uh, yeah. Anyway, this this Highland Gaelic. This is something else. I like this beer. It's definitely different than the Very other amber drinkable. that we have. See, but this this one's much more what I think of when I drink an amber. Me too. Yeah. This one has a lot. The uh, the Highland has a lot more character to mm. it. It, the nose. Okay, it has a very distinct nose, and none of the flavor, but milk duds. Milk duds. It smells like a milk dud candy. Oh my god! Yeah, I could see that. And totally. that's the type of obscure not, reference I'm getting from the other one, but I don't but know. But not what necessarily it is yet. with the chocolate. It's like the uh whatever other shit is in a milk dud. Yeah, yeah, like the caramelly the malts. Malt, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm not getting any chocolate. Like those dry malts, just this, the this dry thing, malt extract, those just taste like milk duds to me. So this maybe that's just like This thing is super amber, more amber than the other one I'd say. Yeah, uh, it's pretty it, clear. It's definitely malt. And is what I'm tasting. Yeah, it's it tastes like a malted milk ball. Taste a step. A, wo- a whopper? Ta- whopper? A whopper, whopper, yeah. Take it a step further past Milk Dud. It tastes yeah. a little bit like a whopper. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely what that is. That's the malt. So, in speaking of that candy, what do they mean when they say malted? Like a malted milk ball. Because yeah. it, it, it's just kind it's of like a malt, malt milkshake. Like it's it's the same. It's the whatever. The, it's essentially DME, I think, that you put in there. Yeah, really? I think I think malted milk is just malt. Malt. Yeah. Wow. And then the milk, just, they're just covered in milk chocolate, those balls. Or, like, it's the same thing if you go and, like, you get, like, a chocolate malted milkshake or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They put huh. that stuff in. That's why I don't like that flavor. Personally. I have, in, my, in my other stuff, I don't like that it's flavor. It's been 31 mm. years, and I don't know if I like that candy or not. I don't. Like, they, I eat them. They all taste stale, but they I like do. them. Yeah. I, I eat the them. Like, they. Uh, I never bought, like, a box of them. But mm-hmm. in Halloween, you get the little, like, three and the little, like, fun-sized wrapper. Mm-hmm. And I pop them open, and I pop nah. them in my mouth, and I'm noshing on them. Like, I, I don't fucking know if I like this. Mm. And then I, I eat another one, like, by the time still you, have no idea yeah. if I like this. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what to do. Make you a malted milkshake. You got to do this at home, I guess. Or I get, maybe go to Cold Stone, where you, they've Diner. got all the ingredients, and you can Silver just yell Diner at them. malted shakes. But, hmm. uh... Take Whoppers instead of getting the malt. If you're going to make a malt, just grind up Whoppers in your blender and use that, that in your milkshake. Yeah, that's the same the same okay. thing. Yeah, but you're getting extra chocolate. You're getting extra. Chocolate. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's delicious. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, let's move on to our our movies. All right, for tonight. Uh, yeah. we don't really have a topic for movies because we've not had just three of us here in a bit. So I figure we just catch up. Yeah, we've been popular a little bit. Um, but no, I got I finally got a chance to watch Triple X. The return, the return of Xander Cage, of Xander Cage and right. my God, was this movie amazing? I mean, it's a piece of shit, <laughs> but it no, it's aware. It knows exactly what it is. You know what it knows? It is. It knows it's Fast Five. Yeah, but 
Okay, you do you do your part on it. First. Yeah, you well, just, you well, just I I started thinking ago. I was the whole time I was watching this like okay this is what Vin Diesel was doing while Paul Walker was buddying it up with Tyrese in Miami <laughs> during Too Fast Too Furious. This is what God. Vin Diesel was doing, and first of all I love the concept of like bringing in all the exes and they basically just yeah. set up like another Fast franchise for Vin Diesel. It's the same yeah. fucking yeah. Franchise. It's fucking. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. And like, I'm working on today like an in-depth analysis, which yeah, it sounds like <laughs> an oxymoron. No, of uh, fat, the Fast and Furious franchise. Okay. It's it's a meaty article that's t- it's taking me a while. Am I gonna be able to read this before seeing Fast Seven? Yeah, yeah, it'll be out before okay. that. Okay. Yeah. I know. Well, it's I don't. Be out, I don't but... know actually because I'm wondering if I, I'm thinking it'll be out. I've gone back and forth. I don't mean to build hype on it. Not like I won't physically article, be able to, but I haven't seen Fast Seven and like, do I want to read it? Before yeah, you Fast you will 7? be able to see it before or no, it'll come out after Fast Seven because it encompasses everything. It okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we are we are gonna have a movie night before Fast Eight. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, we schedule that. Yeah, Fast Seven, but Triple X. But yeah, Triple X is uh, I no, I was making notes while watching this movie because I was blown away by it. Uh, first of <laughs> you all, you were the only one in the theater. I, one yeah, one of the <laughs> opening. One of the longest opening title sequences I've ever seen in a movie. Absurd. Straight up. It was, it was long, long as shit. Like, yeah. I was watching it. I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Any minute now, they're going to bust in with some action sequence. No, it just kept going. If you're going to do that bullshit, give me the Hulk or Spider-Man's origin story again. Like, in the <laughs> opening sequence. Give me Xander Cage's origin story in the opening sequence. I, I give me also, Triple X the first. <laughs> I really like that the movie was kind of a soft reboot in a way for triple x like kind of yes he's established and yes it's a sequel but it's the same movie as number one instead of the nerdy guy that's obsessed with triple x oh, they've got the hot freak you've got girl. a hot nerdy freak chick who's hot as shit yeah she is S- exact same character only she swapped genders yeah it is the exact same character and then uh let's see i i've got a lot of notes here that freeway fight with the foot chase Oh, yeah. That's some of the that that was one of the coolest sequences I've seen in a movie in a couple of years, to be honest. Like with uh, how, who is it? Ip Man. Oh yeah, the Asian uh, guy, Donnie Yen. Don, yeah. yeah, right. Donnie sure. Donnie Yen. Yeah, Donnie Yen. Yen. Yeah. Um, no, I've quickly fallen in love with that guy. I think most of America has since Rogue One. Yeah. But I was a little bit familiar with him from Ip Man or Ip yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but no, that dude kicks so much ass. He does. Perfect kick some addition. Ass. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, let's get him in. Fast and Furious yeah. now. That seems like a good idea. Uh, R.I.P. Han. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Han 2. That could be an Asian name. Han 2. Well, if Han Luke Evans can suddenly have a brother, surely yeah. Han can suddenly yeah. have a brother seven movies in. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but, uh, no, I loved that. Uh, I loved that. It genuinely looked like Vin Diesel was having a blast making this he movie. He does in all his movies. Yeah. But this he one especially, like he looked time. like he was having a really, really fun time. And can we talk about the opening sequence with this is the main thing I wanted to talk about that overall this movie was the single most ridiculous thing I've ever seen all put together into an hour and a half is hands down. It was pure ridiculousness. You must not have seen Fast Five with me when I saw it. No, this this was more than that. No. okay, let's just. The I mean, opening, the previews where for, fa- for the Fate of the Furious are pretty fucking ridiculous. They're ridiculous, but this movie is it, more outrageous. It's raining cars. They're out running a sub. No, I'm this movie is more sure outrageous. I'm pretty sure The Rock, like, jumps on a missile. And, he pushes like, it. Pushes yeah. it. Yeah. No. 
That's, no, that's, that's a torpedo. fucking ridiculous. That torp- I'm sorry. No, triple X. Just the opening <clears throat> sequence of this when he skis down the tower. So let's, let's yeah, play yeah. out the logistics oh, yeah. of this tower. His jungle thing real snowboarding quick. and his so, motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we start out. Xander Cage is on the top of this tower, mm-hmm. yep. stealing something. Stealing you think something. it's this like a uh, Pandora's box that they're talking about in the rest of the movie? Stealing this thing, and so okay for him to get there. And this is spoiler alert. You know, for this heavy plot that's in this movie. <laughs> so Xander Cage, A, had to climb up the tower, plant the skis. Mm-hmm. You know, then B, climb back down, line up where he put the skis so he could stick his poles in the ground. And do So he can skiing. go between them to grab them. <laughs> yep. And then climb back up the tower. And this is all after giving some dude in a random village in South I'm assuming it's South America. Yeah, he looked like giving he was him a, uh, Giving him a skateboard that's branded of his own. Yep. And so after he's done all this, he he climbs up the tower once, leaves the skis, come back down, leaves the sticks, climbs back up, steals the thing. And this is only this is also after he's told some guards like, yo, make sure you're here because I'm going to cause some shit. And so they come. So he's up there. So now he skis down the fucking tower to find gravity. Through the jungle. Between his skis. Through Through the jungle. Ditches his skis. No big deal. Then longboards and that sequence it, I mean it was a cool sequence I'm not knocking it yeah. for that right all to watch some TV all to watch some TV yeah. yeah he drops off like a battery pack or something in this like village on stilts yeah it's like a cable D yeah cracks open a Corona or something, or something and yeah just, yeah yeah that's that, all it was it <laughs> was, no, the whole was he drink Coronas was... in that too I forget it wouldn't surprise me. No, he was me. drinking, yeah. uh, I want to say, cans in that one. Okay. So totally different. <laughs> but no, overall, ridiculous movie. It was a ridiculous movie. And you know what? After watching it, I am fucking glad I watched State of the Union. Yes. yes. Even though I was warned many, many times not to. Yes. Also, thank you all for not spoiling that fantastic moment. Because <laughs> when that happened, I straight up leaned to the edge of my seat. I was like, oh my god, I didn't give a single fuck about this dude's movie, but yes. Yeah. No, for me, it's X like, takes care of its own. Yeah. Oh god, that was, takes care it's of its so own. hammy. Oh, it's so good, though. I, I loved it. I really did. It was a I, good time. I love the movie. Here are my issues with it. It was not the first one. I don't know why yeah. they needed a bad dude to do the plot of this movie. It's clear that Vin Diesel loved Fast Five so much, he wanted to fast, pun intended, track it to his Triple X franchise. <laughs> so as they're doing the team building scene, instead of people I know from other movies, like I'm kind of supposed to know who these other X's are. Um, I didn't. They were, you know, pretty cool, but... I certainly didn't know. Well, it, it made me think if maybe in hindsight, you know, because they're obviously they establish this as a big team up movie, right, right, for the future, doing another sequel. But it makes me wonder if moving forward they're going to give us these solo triple X movies with these because a Donnie Yen triple or yeah, Donnie yeah. Yen triple X that movie would be, would be sweet. Cool. And so kind of like the Avengers, like only this time they've assembled the Avengers, and then you get the backstory, and then we're getting right. the backstories. What, what Warner Brothers it. has attempted to do and seemingly failed. I would watch The Hound in his own Triple X movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Don- that I was mean, also a pleasant surprise. And Donnie Yen in his yeah. own Triple X movie. And I would even want, I would watch Ruby Rose like hunt poachers in Africa for fun. Like she's the predator, like taking out other <laughs> poachers. I would watch that yeah, movie. That was cool. I want to see. Uh, this is pure sarcasm. I realized when I started saying it that it may come off as literal, and I want to be very clear that it is sarcasm. But I want to see uh, the the movie with the DJ guy 
That's just there because oh, he's he's there to party the and looks cool. It would basically be that movie that had Zac Efron and uh, Lee Pace or whatever his name. I don't think it was Lee Pace, but they're like DJs in Vegas and it bombed. Well, that sounds like a terrible. That's movie. this guy's triple X movie. Yeah, he yeah. his special power was to be a DJ. Yeah, and I'm not entirely he was there to sure. party. That was it. That's true. But but he didn't need to infiltrate. Like the guy. point of the the triple X program was to infiltrate and be like one of the baddest most extreme guys yeah. well extreme guys need extreme music to go with it yeah. i guess but you gotta like, put out something this on mission the didn't require a triple the overall plot of this movie did not require a triple x agent yeah. i mean i'm glad at the end like <laughs> he started like shooting shit up and everything and i'm glad xander cage is back don't get me wrong i'm <laughs> right. glad he's back but um he should be hunting i love witches. how much snarkier he is see dominic Toretto is not back. snarky now, Dominic Toretto is not snarky. Xander Cage is snarky, and I like Xander that. Cage is the worst secret agent ever. <laughs> he really is. In a good way. He's I like, mean, hey, I'm a yeah, secret agent. Yeah, you saw the first one, and they're like, don't blow your cover. He's like, I'm a secret agent. I'm going to get you out of this life. Yeah. You're like, X, you are the worst. Still haven't said anything about how X going to give it to you. Yeah, that song oh, was yeah. not in this movie, and I don't understand. It probably cost too much after Deadpool got it. Oh, you think the price oh, went up? Yeah. Because yeah, this movie came out a year later. Yeah, yeah Deadpool will jack the price up on but that. But Triple X had the the opportunity, I assume, at like, what, a decade and a half yeah, ago? Yeah, I mean, back in uh, maybe back 2002, in the first one, 2003, yeah. sometime around then. Even the second one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I hate... I, I State of the Union was not Ice-T's fault. Not Ice-T. Ice Cube's fault. <laughs> Careful, he'll fucking cut yeah. you. Yeah. Both of them will. Both no, that, of them. that awful movie was not any of the actors fault but i would like to see see ice cube is established as an ex-agent i would not mind seeing darius stone team up with xander cage i think it could redeem the character the same way the rest of the fast franchise redeemed han Mm -hmm. he wasn't a bad character in tokyo drift that movie was just such bullshit but four five and six you know han was on point Mm mm-hmm Han is one of my favorite characters. That's what I'm saying. Is I wouldn't mind seeing Darius Stone come back again in an actual, like, Xander Cage-headed triple X movie. No, because I like Ice Cube in an action role. I like him in any movie he's in. He plays. Oh, but he Ice showed Cube. up with a goddamn grenade launcher <laughs> at yeah, the most did. perfect the moment. Was, and in about three seconds, that was better than that entire fucking movie. <laughs> State and, of the and you know what? I will give Triple X this. And it's like, I did go into it. Like, I'd seen the trailers. And right. fortunately, you all had not spoiled that moment for me. But I went into it. And that's one of the first movies in a long time that I've gone into. And I, w- I was twisted. It got me. I, I was genuinely like I... surprised by that moment. I was genuinely surprised. I thought, really? I well, because not. I was like, this movie is about, it's called The Return of Xander Cage. Like, these other characters are basically filler. Like, it's like, okay if they die. Yeah. So I, I, thought they were, I thought they were going to die, they even want though they're to like. forget State of the Union. Like, yeah. this is The Return of Xander Cage. Uh, that other one didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was legitimately surprised by it. I thought they were going to die in that scene. For some and reason, to And it was going to go back to Xander Cage as the only triple X. Yeah. Now, for some reason, I thought that I he was going to be in that movie so i just had it in my maybe i got the second movie and some mm-hmm. previews mixed up or something but i i was not surprised at all when he showed up hindsight i, I should have probably put it together and figured it out but i'm very glad i didn't i was very 
extremely pleasantly surprised. Like, by. like I was stoked. I was when super he showed up. I that. was like, I remember this part from the preview. It was no big re- reveal, hmm. but it, maybe I maybe I had like a dream, yeah, or something where oh yeah, Ice Cube is going to be in the new triple. You your, yeah, you're. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be total reboot, and we were never <clears throat> going to acknowledge State of the Union. Yeah. yeah. Now something told me he was going to be there. I guess because yeah. X looks after its own. That's well, yeah. <laughs> That's just how it goes. No, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, let's move on, though. Uh, the main thing I honestly wanted to talk about was kind of X Men because yeah, Logan came out. Yeah. Did you Did you get a chance to see? I saw. It? I didn't go to the theater, but I watched a bootleg. Nice. So uh, right. I've seen it, and uh, it it was good. It's the best it Wolverine a, movie, definitely, in my opinion. It was, definitely. and it's a shame it that it had to be to like be. the last yeah. one. Yeah, it just the violence alone. Like, oh, after I'll call it 14, 17 years, yeah, he's finally like years. fucking people up with his claws. Mm, yeah. He's been waiting to do that for so long. It's yeah. just like him the, running around. It's like the, a catharsis for him. Waiting sure. on the rating system. It's like when mm-hmm. he was part of the Weapon X project and he finally got loose and just ripped people apart. When, it, that was that was huge acting. Why did they... Uh, one question I had immediately... Because I knew quite a bit about this movie going into it. But uh, why did they recast Caliban? Because I liked the I guy know. they had in Age of Apocalypse. That wasn't Caliban. That was Caliban, was yeah. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, but, but, they, the but they had this. I'll tell you no, why. No, not because the guy with I the completely. Robot hand. He had like a turban yeah, on he was and he had goggles. Yeah, he was like okay. real pale. I'll tell you why. Because I... the apocalypse was so fucking forgettable. I didn't realize Caliban was in it. I watched it. I watched it recently <laughs> again to in prep for this that podcast. Movie was no good. And it's. I didn't like it. I've got. I'll, I'll get to X Men Apocalypse like in a minute. But uh, Logan. Yeah, it sucks that it was the last movie in the franchise, but evidently it. It's not really. It takes place in its own universe, is what the director said. Is he's like this is uh, kind of just the end of yeah, but it's the, the end character. Of, it's uh, the end of an era. Yeah, those that's because that well, he, no, he said it doesn't necessarily Patrick tie Stewart's, into. No, I'm saying just yeah. in general, yeah. like Patrick yeah, Stewart's yeah. done and Hugh Jackman's done. Like it's because that's the end of an era. Those not movies timelines are a goddamn mess. They really oh, are. they're horrible, and they've sort of owned up to it. Like, there's little things like uh, Deadpool owned up to it. When, the other, yeah. the X Men yeah. movies haven't, but Deadpool did. Well, they've yeah. owned up in, to it in the sense that they've just owned it and said, "Yeah, we're not going to give a fuck about timelines." Yeah, and like one of the biggest things to me is I, in preparation for this episode, is I've rewatched some of the, what you know, while working and shit had them on, and uh, in X Men, uh, Days of Future Past, which is just a fucking combo of words that makes no goddamn sense but uh tomorrow's not today at the end striker digs wolverine out of the pond or right. whatever yeah and the potomac. Uh, yeah the potomac the pond yeah you guys are natives i don't know <laughs> these things and uh and it's really it's revealed to me mystique but then he shows up in apocalypse apocalypse and he's gone to the weapon x program so did mystique and then mystique never mentions it she gets taken to Alkali Lake, where he's at. It's because Jennifer Lawrence got some star power. Yeah. That's another thing, speaking of that, on just a total sidebar, is I hate that they are using Jennifer Lawrence's star power. And I understand it is more expensive, and her as a star, she's got leverage. And it's like, I don't want to sit through eight hours of makeup. Right. But I hate, like, Rebecca Romaine sat through that shit. When you saw Mystique... Yeah. And I guess you could argue is that Jennifer Lawrence isn't the mystique we know, quote unquote, but I don't like that. I don't like that they, they just throw Jennifer Lawrence up there and it's like, no, mystique is too shy to be blue. No, I don't like it that they're like, we're going to have her be the leader of the X-Men because she yeah. needs more screen time because Jennifer Lawrence is so hot right now. Yeah, fuck but that. But the, um, 
No, I liked I liked Logan for what it was. It's nice when it's not a world-ending, quote-unquote, apocalypse, because yeah. then they never acknowledge it in the next movie. <laughs> right. Um, they never acknowledge it anyway, and these timelines are all fucked up. So it was a nice, you know, much more personal story. I think a lot of people, you know, know somebody that has some sort of, like, Alzheimer's thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know, is very, like, personal in that regard. And it was it was a good you, send-off for Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman. Do you think maybe that theme of it was one of the reasons that it... I mean, obviously there are other reasons that it had its R rating. De- we'll of, call you know, those reasons violence. Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool. Well, no, I mean... Deadpool grossed more than any other X-Men movie. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay, fine. <laughs> one of those reasons can be because an R-rated X-Men movie did well. Or an R-rated Mar- Marvel movie did well. But I mean, like... <clears throat> aside from the violence I was going for in the movie with him, like, stabbing people with his claws like he should have been doing the whole time. Right. Do you think the adult theme of, like, a loved one growing older and getting Alzheimer's and stuff? Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what goes into the ratings. I know there are some things, like violence and quote-unquote adult themes. Yeah. But I don't know if a loved one getting Alzheimer's is one of those adult themes. No, no. I think they so? got an R rating because... It got an R rating for three reasons. One... Um, everyone was dropping. At, everyone yeah, was dropping yeah. F. Yeah. Everyone Violence, was dropping F bombs. Yeah, language, yeah. Number two, they were gratuitously violent, and number three, the I most. I, I would argue that it wasn't gratuitous; that it was apt. It okay. wasn't as gratuitous as I thought it would be. Neither, I thought it yeah, was same. less violent was than the uh, director's cut of Wolverine. Oh, I thought it was far more. It I was graphical. Watch. I mean, people's yeah. like. Blood's coming yeah, out, heads yeah. and arms are getting chopped off. Yeah. And that leads into number three. The executives saw dollar signs with Deadpool, and they were like, yep. Deadpool's violent and curses a lot. Right. So obviously we don't need a PG-13 rating because this one's outclassed, mm-hmm. so to speak, every single mm-hmm. one of our X-Men movies. Uh, all right, Logan, um, you can curse and be fucking gory. Mm-hmm. Finally, yeah. Hugh Jackman's like, finally, my swan song. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna and let so, you guys change your mind. This afterwards. really is though. It's his Wolverine swan song. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame it had to be the last one. Yeah, yeah. Went out strong. I respect him for going out on a strong note like that though, because I mean, he's easily been the best part of the X Men, or one of the best parts of the X Men franchise. I want to see him as Hugh Jackman in a Deadpool movie though. <laughs> I would like, love that as yeah. himself, or even Patrick Stewart as himself. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past those guys to do that. Yeah, I, would. I wouldn't either. I don't. Do I wouldn't call that like you know him like being the same character, but like right. with his full An on extra. Australian accent and everything. Yeah. Like, I think with Deadpool though, they've set themselves up maybe even accidentally to kind of cure. And again, I don't know if they would be this clever to do this, but I think they've set themselves up through Deadpool because De- to fix a lot of the the mess with the X-Men continuity because Deadpool's bringing it. He's obviously he's he's established his sort of own canonicity. Yeah. You know, it's the modern day X-Men universe, which we've not seen yet. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, at least in this new timeline and he's bringing in cable. Who's a time traveler. And with so, a totally right. fucked up backstory that doesn't yeah. make a damn bit of sense. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, you can use oh, cable. there's a thing where, like, he's a baby yeah. and shit like that. No, you can ridiculous. use cable to course correct, or not course correct, but at least explain some of the fuckery that's gone on in the X-Men <laughs> yeah. cinematic universe. But then it also allows them, I, which this is something I had while watching Logan, is take X-23. She comes back into the fringe, and we don't see the kid anymore. 
just X-23 pops up in a movie in the future, maybe a Deadpool movie, whatever, another X-Men movie with Cable, who's brought her back from the future, and she's older. She's in her mid-20s, okay, and yeah. she's mastered some of her moves. She's mm-hmm. hot now, and like she's just kicking ass. She's a fem- full-on female Wolverine, and she's come back to the present with Cable, mm-hmm. introduced her that way, sort of fixed some of the X-Men continuity issues via Deadpool, and move on. And then that comes to the next question. Who the hell do you recast as Wolverine? I thought we had this conversation already. We may have, but the more I, I think I on it, know. a lot of people are all Tom Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. I'm not a fan of Tom Hardy as Wolverine. I think I think they have to get an unknown. I think they have to because you've got such a big legacy yeah, to live up to with I Hugh Jackman. You've got 17 right. years. Hugh Jackman did a great and He I looks think, yeah. like Wolverine. Yeah. If they were smart, which they're not. But let's pretend the studio actually gives a shit. They're they're not going to bring him back for a while. I mean, yeah, ten they, years yeah. or so, like tops. Like old enough, it's going to be long enough that Hugh Jackman can be recast as Wolverine's father, mm. like like the like the Spock thing from Star Trek. Like it, he's you got to wait till it needs to be that. I long. think you're giving exactly. him too much credit. I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be about five years. No, I know I am. I said they're yeah. not smart enough to yeah. do it. It'll be but, three um, to five years. But hell, they'll recast him with the the fucking other Wolverine that was in the movie. Oh, the other huge speaking yeah, of yeah, the other huge, huge missed opportunity to have Sabretooth. That was definitely I was disappointed. Yeah, Apparently, Sabretooth was, like, was supposed no, to be in no, this. It's not. But uh, from what I and I could be wrong on this, but from what I read, Leave Schreiber didn't want to. Hmm. He was the one of the only good things about that yeah. other movie. Or even recast him. Like, he gets his... Spoiler alert, we're talking about it. He gets his head blown the fuck off at the end of the movie. Like, that would have been a great end to the Sabretooth Wolverine thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Just have his head fucking blown the half. Yeah. That would have been a perfect time to bring in Sabretooth. And that may have been why they had, like, the digital Wolverine. So, you're telling me, like, why, why do they even need X-23 if they can build another Wolverine? Yeah. Like, why? That completely took me out of, like, that why are they too, even yeah. after this girl? They don't yeah. need her yeah, at all. What, what is the and point? And if they've got a Wolverine that's fully obedient. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, why? <clears throat> and Full also, grown, fully obedient. And also, and this was, this was, uh, I had two problems. That was one of them. And the other one being, we're going to we're gonna do like a Chekhov's gun thing and have everyone have techno hands. That's a bad guy. But they're never going to do anything with him. And never explain why. Oh, Logan, I've been enhanced. All right, you got a robo hand. Like what? So what are you gonna do with it? Like, is it gonna turn yeah, to a flamethrower? Yeah, was the main villain the uh, the guy that's in Narcos? He uh, with the robot hand. Was he supposed to be somebody from the comics? I think I he was. I don't know who, but he had a techno hand for no reason. Yeah. yeah, and some of his lackeys had techno hands for no reasons. He even pointed it out like it wasn't just things like i've been enhanced i'm like what's mm-hmm. it do it's like when c-3po had the red arm for no reason don't yeah. even get me that, that no that actually was uh, explained you probably didn't notice me that actually was arm. explained in a uh, follow-up comic book though that doesn't oh, make good. it okay yeah. when he's got a gold the arm theaters. at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah that is true yeah but uh something else i and maybe i've just not read enough into it because it was pretty recent when i saw it yesterday um or no yeah i guess it was earlier today yeah, shit. Um, but uh, what happened in Westchester? They hinted like, at it. I wish they'd gone into it. Yeah, I wish they told like more about it. It sounded like Charles had a seizure and wiped out most yeah, of the yeah. other Yeah, I think that's what happened. And the previews were kind of misleading on that because it showed Wolverine, you know, he's like mutants. 
They're mm-hmm. dying, and Wolverine's like drinking whiskey. I thought we were going to get a sad funeral montage yeah. as this healing and like sort of immortal X-Men lives out all his friends. And I was going into that. Like, mm. he's going to outlive all of them. And they're, like, the preview clearly set it up to be sad <laughs> like that. It's like, nah, Charles seized up and uh, wiped out 400 people and killed a whole shit ton of mutants. Which is yeah. sad, but if you want me to, like, get invested in how sad yeah. that is, like, show maybe, like, not even show, like, maybe just elaborate. Like, he gets cut off in the middle of his story. I know what I did. I remembered everything. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Chuck, you gonna like you wanna bring that up for a hot second? Like what happened? How many like Scott, Gene, Hank, all of them, did mm-hmm. they did they just eat it? Were none of them in the Savage Land in Antarctica surrounded by dinosaurs? Well, especially yeah, when right. you see at the end of uh Days of Future Past that Gene doesn't die by sacrificing herself at Alkali Lake. Yeah. We're not none gonna of that bring happens. that up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So and it what that got me back to is in uh, I think it's Days of Future Past. Hank McCoy is talking about how uh, there's a theory that time may be a there's an Amber Alert here. Oh boy! Oh, shit. let's see. I'm gonna read it live on the air here. There's an Amber Alert for a silver Nissan Rouge. It's a it's rogue. <laughs> uh, license plate ninety seven six Zulu PT. Yeah, I don't know if that matters to anybody child missing or something but uh yeah especially two days ago yeah (laughs) but anyway uh x-men is the thing in westchester is it got me thinking back to a line hank mccoy said in days of future past where he's talking about a theory with time of how time's kind of like a river you can throw a rock in it and it'll ripple and may change it a bit but it'll, it'll go back to flowing the way it was implying that okay yeah we stopped the sentinels from destroying us in the future and course corrected a bit, but who's to say something else isn't going to come along and try to wipe out all the mutants, which evidently Charles Xavier did himself. Right. Yeah. So maybe time is like that. Like it is event. You know, there are finalities that will happen. Maybe Wolverine never universe. showed back up in an idyllic future. Maybe he showed back up in Charles's seizure. Yeah. So, <laughs> None of that was real. but the bottom line is the X-Men film continuity is a, is a mess is the bottom line is they bottom need to line. stop yeah. trying quite honestly and just treat every movie like it's its own thing because that's really what comics do essentially i mean yeah. there's there's overarching stories and stuff but yeah. you can read most of them as a one shot because that's how they came that's in. how we like, can get away with killing Magneto's family over and over again yeah <laughs> we'll just give him a new one and have him get murdered and yeah. then that way he's full of rage right. <laughs> instead of being like this old story again Let's have adult Batman fall down a cave and get scared of bats. <laughs> <laughs> that way. Justice. Yeah, that way, like, I can remember why he's Batman. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh, something, though, I, I said I'd rewatch some of the X Men movies. Uh, watching Days of Future Past, it made me realize something about Beast that really annoys me. Is when. He's not Kelsey Grammer? Well, hey, yeah, <laughs> I love Kelsey Grammer's Beast. Yeah, oh, yeah. so there is Perfect that. Perfect casting. Um, but also. The new guy, Nicholas Holt, they have. He's not bad, but why does he run like a monkey when he's got to run? Like, he walks like a human when he's blue and furry, and he'll walk upright and talk, which implies that he has the biological structure where it's more comfortable for him to walk like a human. So evidently that is not part of his... Even though it shows that his feet get kind of fucked up and he's a little limber... The way the fact that he walks still like a human upright and stuff implies that he has the bone structure 
where it's more comfortable for him to walk upright. And so you're that's, saying when he beasts out, he goes down on all fours. Yeah, and, and he goes down on fours and does that. Well, and I mean, it's if, like, he's, if he's got the the arm strength and stuff to propel him forward as well as the improved leg strength, you may as well use everything you got. Well, I mean, like, I couldn't run as fast like yeah, that. But, but I mean, if that's what he, if he's well, I'm just beast, saying, sure, he's got the strength to do it. But if his body is built to where he, because his whole thing is he starts, because he can obviously take a the antidote or whatever not look yeah. like yeah for him all later. the time and at some point he changes to where i shouldn't be ashamed of what i am i am what i am that sort of mentality right yeah. so if that's the case and it does change his physiology of where uh, i guess what i'm saying is if he runs like that that means his body is built to run like that yeah and that's part mm-hmm. of the mutation so that should also reflect itself in his walking like you, you don't. He does that. I, I see. I know what you're saying, yeah. but he also does. It's not just him. Like he does that in the comics. Yeah. And he's got like elongated forearms, mm. and that's why he can like hang from stuff yeah. and all that. Um, he's basically a blue monkey. Right now, on the other end of that spectrum, I don't know why. Totally different franchise. I don't know why in these new Planet of the Apes movies, Caesar the Chimp is walking on two feet when chimps are absolutely designed to like go around on all fours more comfortably yeah. like that mm-hmm. even in short distances like they sort of like hop around it's probably more symbolic in those movies it's definitely more symbolic but it's the opposite where you're like okay like you've gotten smarter but your physiology yeah, hasn't, hasn't changed, changed. Yeah. like yeah. all of a sudden you're not going to walk upright because it's quote unquote the smarter thing to do right like that's definitely well, and, less comfortable and back to <laughs> monkeys it's like their physiology if you look at a gorilla like sure it can stand up on its hind legs yeah. and do shit with its hands but it primarily walks around yeah, on Yeah, like you could make a gorilla super smart and it would yeah. still move on its hands and, like that. And you can tell looking at a gorilla just like standing on all fours, like it's built to get around that way. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, the Flash just did it with their Gorilla City thing. Yeah. Like they're standing and you're like, I get it. They don't need to be You're standing. symbolically yeah. smarter, but you could you could haul a lot more ass if you were on mm-hmm. all fours. Just like your mom. Thanks. Yeah, that annoys me though about Beast. And I guess it, it's an annoyance that goes back to the comic books, I guess. Because Kelsey Grammer's Beast did the same thing. Kelsey Grammer's Beast was yeah, but one he... of the best movie castings ever. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was perfect. Too bad that movie wasn't the greatest. If I wasn't the greatest, you mean a cinematic abortion, then yes. I don't mean that. <laughs> you know, I, I did. Good old we, Brett Ratner. Had, we could have this conversation all night. We've done that before. We should do a Brett Ratner episode and just Brett tear Ratner. that for, poor dude a new one. Yeah, he did the Rush Hour movies. He oh, did I like those. X-Men The Last Stand. X- okay. First and second one, yes. They're entertaining, but are they good movies? No. I mean, was Xander, yeah. was The Return of Xander Cage exactly. a good movie? Exactly. It was entertaining, but wasn't. Um, but no, Brett Ratner, he may be the American Uwe Boll. And that's Uwe a Boll bold statement. The, but that's, uh, that's a, uh, I think he's Ukrainian, but he basically I'm found not a, a fan of Brett Ratner, German. but that's just mean. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a rough comparison. But uh, no, he basically found a loophole in the, and this is oh, Uwe Boll. But yeah, he found a loophole yeah, he just made in the movies. European film industry where he can get tax incentives and shit, mm-hmm. regardless even if he makes a good movie or not. He purposefully makes good movies because not only does he still get the purposefully tax breaks, bad, bad movies. movies. Or bad movies, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he still gets the tax breaks. He still gets the tax breaks. And then even if it's bad, it's the sort of thing that he's like, no, nah, it's so bad that people still see it. Yeah, and people do. And and he'll get these franchises that could be really great and just ruin them. Cause fucking yeah. And and Ugh. for people in it, like he pays them well and whatever, but he doesn't give a shit if the stuff's good. He doesn't like he made a Far Cry movie. 
I bet it was terrible. Yeah, he made a Far Cry movie, made a Blood Rain movie, Castle Siege movie with Jason Statham, actually. He did In the Name of the King with Jason Statham. Did he do that? Yeah, that's Castle Siege, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A Dungeon Siege tale. There's a second one. Oh, I didn't know there was a sequel. There is a sequel. Doesn't have Jason Statham. Yeah. uh, I think I sent you a picture of it from Walmart, and I said there is no God. No, (laughs) Uwe Ball, he sort of got blacklisted about half a decade ago Good. and you don't see nearly as much shit he doesn't get uh wide movie releases anymore good that's for sure yeah fuck him yeah fuck him for yeah fuck him is right but uh right in the enus right in the enus but uh, one so, last thing uh or yeah you go ahead uh, i wanted yeah. to bring up uh something i've been watching lately and i need to catch up on <clears throat> also with x-men is legion yes i wanted to bring which this is up, yeah. amazing it's really good and i've only seen the first two episodes mm-hmm. But I like that show as much just watching those two episodes as I did watching Breaking Bad when I first started yeah. watching that. And Breaking Bad is my probably my favorite TV series hmm. with, with a beginning and an end. Like Simpsons, I grew up with The Simpsons and like blah, blah, blah. It's shitty now. I don't care. But Breaking Bad had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Whether, whether or not anybody else liked him, it doesn't really matter. It started, it ended. It was good storytelling for yeah, sure. And, yeah, and and the cinematography, I was blown away by, and I haven't I haven't been astounded by visuals like that since that show. You need in to, a TV show. You need to get into Fargo, and by you, I mean also anyone listening. Each season is its own self-contained story and has all of that for ten or thirteen episodes. Okay, we're, we're coming full too. circle here. I've been telling him to get yeah, into Fargo. He was me to okay, so you've um, gotten into. We'll yeah, take I this lo- offline. Uh, yeah, but. I love Fargo, uh, Fargo, but no, have you been watching Legion? I have not yet. Okay, so we're gonna bring the. I'm gonna bring this full circle for us here. Noah Hawley, who does Fargo, he made Fargo so he could get the credentials to make Legion. Okay, see that's why Legion is so good then. Yeah, and a lot of the actors in Legion were in the second season of Fargo. I did not. That's right. It's got a lot. It's got a lot of the Gerhards in there. See, that's all I need then. If like, yeah. oh, from the creator of Fargo, I'm like done. Yeah, I'm sold 100. percent Yeah, I didn't know that, that until I started watching it and then I'll did watch, some research. Like, Fargo. yes, it's that's so why good. it's good. Not the movie. I've seen the movie. The movie's great. Fargo filled the hole in yeah. my heart that yeah. Breaking Bad left. It's a great show, and the fact that, that it is a different story each season. Like, you know, I told you, okay. I want you yeah, know yeah, people yeah. listening go watch Fargo. Just go. Yeah, I'll go watch. Watch the movie first. I need to catch up on Legion and I'll watch Fargo. If you're on the fence about the show, watch the movie. And if you watch the movie, you're like, okay, don't worry about how they're going to make a show out of it because they do. Phenomenal. When the movie and the show don't connect other than Fargo. Kind of in the first season. Eh. Uh, how, the, I wasn't aware of this. Expl- uh, I didn't. Because it has been a while. The scraper. The supermarket dude. Yeah. It, it tangentially connects. It's the same universe. Just, yeah, just same universe, same um, location. No, but sort of it, it's a much easier thing to sell on someone. Watch the movie. Yeah. It's a critically acclaimed movie. It's really good. Coen Brothers, it's a great yeah. movie. Yeah, watch the critically acclaimed Coen Brothers movie, and you're like, okay, that was a good movie. You will breeze through the first season mm-hmm. and not even be aware you binge-watched mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah, are they only 20-minute episodes, too? No, they're, no, they're like hours. an hour long. Okay. Good yeah, hours, too, minutes. though. Oh, good an hours. excellent good hours. hour. A lot yeah. of stuff. Like Breaking Bad, a lot of yeah. stuff will happen. It's really hour. good storytelling. Okay. Yeah. The thing about Legion is that those episodes are anywhere from, like, 45 minutes to an hour. And, and I hour. like that. I like the FX is willing. It's kind of like the Netflix style of Yeah, no, work. FX is kind of killing it with, you know, they've got... Uh, that like they had Wilfred, they've got Always Sunny, they've got Archer, they've mm-hmm. got the Americans, they've got uh, Legion, they've got you know they've got a lot of really good programming. Right I was now. a ca- Netflix. I'm level. a cable cutter and FX. I can find the programming because yeah. it's 2017. But 
Like that's the one channel. Like why? Like CBS tries to be like pay for us on our own. Yeah, and we'll do our thing. I'm like no fucking CBS. I'm not gonna pay for you just for your shit. But like if FX did that and I yeah. could throw them some, and I would, oh, I would yeah. throw them throw some them dollars to get yeah, yeah. FX and FX yeah. FXN. I would throw I them really a couple dollars. No, they like, they are their programming is on point. Mm-hmm. Doing some solid. Well, and it all sort of started with Always Sunny back in the day. They, yeah. Uh, the guys that make Always Sunny, like Glenn Howard and all them, uh, or Howerton, Howard. yeah. uh, sent them a pilot they shot on DV tape. Yeah, and, and they used and, all the public domain oh, yeah. And, music. And, yeah, and, they had mm-hmm. just got, uh, FX had just gotten a new CEO or a director of pro, some big wig. Yeah. They had just gotten a new one who was like, no, we're going to turn this shit around and get some good shit. That's and, great. And that show and is look, still great. Ten you, years later, like up on yeah. The season of it's always Sunny? Oh, it's fantastic! The episode, the Hey Faggot episode, is one of the <laughs> single best episodes of TV. <laughs> is I've it seen racist recently. or whatever it's called? Yeah, it, it's oh, like yeah. Uh, hero or hate hero crime. Hero or hate crime? Yeah. yeah, one of the best episodes of TV I've watched in a while. That's pretty like uh, comedy wise, but yeah, back to Legion though. Legion, uh, for those that are listening that's, that may not know. That's not a show where you can like sit and do something no. else. You can't play on, on your phone no, during no, that you show. Have you have to be paying attention. And you want to, which is good. Yeah. It makes you want to. It's a great show, but it's so multi-layered with what's going on and the way it's shot that you have to pay attention because mm-hmm. it all it all hinges on a which, you know, I told Jared this and I'll tell you in the audience this is Legion. I went into it thinking like, okay, it's a group or something. Uh, but no, Legion is actually the comic book character's name of the main character. Yeah. Who is Professor Xavier's son, uh, his sort of secret estranged son that Xavier didn't know about. And I don't know if it connects to the movies in any way. Who the mom is. If they're smart, no. Yeah. Does well, it, in the, in does the it say in, in the show who the mom is? No, it uh, did probably not yet. Really yeah. He was, oh, it, it I, I don't want to spoil anything for God you. Damn it. Okay. it does mention something about his parentage in episode five. He finds out something. Okay. But uh, it's still kind of a dead end, but I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. Um, but no, the show, it follows Legion, who is, I think his name's Dan or Dave, Professor Xavier's David. son in the yeah. comic books. David. And his whole power is he can sort of, I'm not 100% clear, but there's something where he can absorb like consciousnesses a, of people that die around him or something. And this is comic book. Currently from, oh, in the comic books. Yeah, okay. in the comic books, he can absorb the, he'll take on consciousnesses of people that die around him. And if they have powers, he'll get he their powers. Him. And they, he takes on their consciousness in a way like these people live on. They don't die. Kind of their like full on, Their yeah. full-on consciousness exists inside of him, and he will change personalities and have different sets of powers based on these personalities. And similar to the cartoon episode Ben 10, uh, or the cartoon show Ben yeah. 10, uh, where Ben 10 had a watch that he could change his power sets. Eventually DN- in the comics, DNAs or whatever. Legion gets a watch like that where he can change his power sets and his personalities and uh but yeah you're starting to see in the show at least where i'm at where these different personalities are starting to take form and there's the show encompasses it's got a little bit of inception it's got a little bit of horror it's got superhero shit of course like it's 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 the closest thing to a real mind bendy yeah it's the closest thing to a netflix series on tv yeah for sure on basic cable. there's a uh, ass in there i don't know if you've gotten to that episode but there's bare ass Ooh, i didn't Ooh, see bare ass. wait wait yeah guy butt or like ass? both both oh okay which i'm right. just saying this well, it's is 2017 jared it's you don't need to discriminate against ass well here. no like okay you know what i mean though no, usually if there is if there is quote unquote nudity in a tv show it's guy butt and no offense but guy butt is 
mostly used as comic relief. It is. No, and I, I've been surprised by Legion. It They push some boundaries on censorship stuff, they for have, sure. Yeah. Oh, it definitely... It's That show in just the first two episodes is maybe not scarier, but freakier mm. than any of American yeah. horror story I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Oh, for sure, yeah. No, they're uh, the yellow-eyed monster in that. I, yeah, that's I, The day I plowed through the whole series up to current, which is just five episodes mm-hmm. current, five so or six. Tomorrow, but, uh, I think, Wednesdays it comes out. I freaked my... I got in my own head a little bit, and I freaked myself out about that yellow-eyed monster. Like, I... It was late at night. It was, like, one in the morning, and I was going through my apartment, cutting my lights off, locking my door, mm-hmm. getting ready to go to bed. And I was going to lock my door, and I legitimately got kind of freaked out in my living room. You know, I live alone, and I got a vivid fucking imagination. And I went out there to lock my door, and I was like, no, I'm going to turn my lights on. Yeah, right? (laughs) And the way it's presented, too, just like he shows up, you know, at one point when he he can't move. And he's just like, oh, my God, I see him, and I can't do anything. Oh, my God. And, like, the the lights turn red, or, like, the music gets, like, a little muffled or something in the background and then homeboy shows up just yeah, in the yeah. background and a bunch of stuff and then it flashes like dominic toretto like, in the dark yeah no he like basically dominic no this toretto this thing dark. it's basically a demon but it looms like dominic toretto in the dark mm-hmm. but it's creepy looking i can't and wait to weekend and, uh, but no i've got a whole theory on that thing uh i i let can't me, remember the name of it well i won't we spoil can, anything we can talk about this. it some more but uh, just for the listeners is and i'm not spoiling anything for you but in the comics, I can't remember the name of it, but it sort of operates like the Phoenix Force that Jean Grey has, where okay. it's sort of this extraterrestrial. See, I thought uh, I thought of it more as like the Shadow King. No, I don't. Was, I don't think it's like the Shadow King. No, I don't think it's the Shadow King. I think it, it's a. Uh, it's similar to like the Phoenix Force or like maybe the Venom symbiote, where it's not a, like a thing. It's sort of like a. It's like a consciousness, sort of. Like well, it there. it's a it is a thing that exists, but it goes from mind to mind. Like the Shadow and, King, except yeah, he's on the astral the, plane. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I don't think it's the Shadow King. It could be, but I don't think it's the Shadow King. But similar to that. I don't remember him looking like that. I don't yeah. remember. I vaguely remember someone looking like that, but I can't. It could be the Shadow King. Could be anyone. Yeah, and he could know. not even be Xavier's father, but they do. His parentage shit is still... They, they get into it a little bit, but it's still a okay. mystery. So right, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll catch up. We could talk about it some more another and time. And Patrick Stewart said he was down to cameo. So Really? Yeah. Great. So it's Good like, this is Xavier's kid. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And then uh, one last thing I wanted to bring up was Matthew Vaughn that... Uh, this is some good news I read today and decided to throw in here. Matthew Vaughn, who directed X-Men First Class, which is a great movie. Amazing. One of the best X Men movies. I still think I it's the best. I would say, yeah. I, I like that one over Logan. I like I like X Men First Class. Logan's close. I second. I could have an entire movie of a young Xavier helping Magneto and then recruiting people. I could have a whole people. movie of young Xavier trying to pick up chicks. That too, yeah. <laughs> that would be I could a, have a good movie too. I could have a whole movie of young Magneto. Like hunting down ex Nazis. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be good too. I dude. want that outfit he's got when he goes to Argentina. He's it's got, pretty slick. He's yeah, got that sweet, like, yeah. it's not white, burger. it's like an off-white khaki it's like a beige. suit, yeah, yeah, with a hat, and that he comes in there one. and just slaughters Nazis. Like, I want two yeah. hours of that. Downs a beer while looking them in the eye and then stabs the dude yeah. in the hand and with his own knife. He's got a whole list yeah. of people he's knocked <laughs> off. I want, like, I want the movie that leads up to that where he's just knocking off Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. That'd be sweet. Give me that R-rated movie. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so good. Yeah. 
That's what's next. We should I'm, I write that. Think, that's what just, I was going to ask you guys. Who do you think would be up next to make the uh, the next R-rated Marvel film? Like who? Like character what, what or character? who director? What character? I'll tell you. I would love to I'd see. Like I to know see this would. I absolutely yeah. know this would never happen. But I would love to see a Logan send off of uh, Robert Downey as as Iron, Iron Man. Man. But I know we will never get an MCU R-rated movie. Mm, It'll never happen. No, they've got. Right, they sell no, way no, too many yeah, toys. The mouse, is, the mouse is not making yeah. an R-rated yeah. movie. And uh, but it would be nice to see like the story from maybe Demon in a Bottle, where he goes full because it would work right yeah. now with where Tony with Stark is mentally. Like I mean, he's he's beat. Like he's war torn. He's fucking seen friends die. He's seen Rhodey get crippled. Yeah. He's fucking seen his you know good buddy Steve Rogers turn on him. You know he's seen some shit. And he's you know he's already been to P- through PTSD and Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. So now he's gone. Full the he's other way, his drinking problem and, and uh, yeah, and, you know, let's do demon in a bottle defend, and use that end. to pass on the Iron Man mantle because you know he's, he's about done too, right? Yeah, he's done, and have him choose a successor in that movie. But I know that would never happen. Yeah. yeah. Next, do we have to say Marvel or superhero yeah. in general? Just superhero I don't have in general. An answer either I, yeah. way. I'm still thinking. Of I'd one, like but. to say just Marvel, but I'll take superhero. No, do an R-rated Batman movie. I think would be fucking kick ass. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's a good. That's why I wanted to stick with Marvel. Yeah. I want to see. With like the I may have brought it up before, but I want to see, and it could be R-rated. I want to see a Batman movie done entirely from the perspective of one of his less zany villains. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I think we talked about this. Ones, yeah, uh, yeah. Not, no, no, not even Zaz. We're talking um, Roland Daggett or fucking Carmine Falcone, Falcone. where yeah. Batman himself is nothing more than an urban legend. Yeah. And you see him like like henchmen who are freaked out. Like they're they're trying to level a warehouse for arson money. And you just see a quick shadow oh, in yeah. the background. And it's it's a horror movie. I want a horror movie where Batman, Batman is the quote unquote film. villain. Because these henchmen are shitting their pants because this bat creature is who is clearly made up by the GCPD, mm-hmm. the Gotham City Police Department, right. is clearly picking them off in horror movie style fashion, like with those loud noises in the previews that everyone jumps for, like a like a gauntleted hand grabs someone from the shadow, and this henchman who's just trying to make a dime, like his crew's getting picked off, and I want the the horror version of a Batman movie. Um, that's something with Batman that I've always thought has been downplayed because I agree with you 100% but the whole aspect of Batman as an urban legend yeah because we only ever see it from Batman's perspective yeah and as such you never get the whole thing like imagine if you were a criminal you're down on the docks trying to get your drug shipment that's what I'm saying and then you're talking to your buddy that's like Dude, have you heard? There's this uh, bat thing that's been coming around and killing nah, everybody. Nah, he's made you know? up by the police. That's a bunch yeah, of bullshit. Yeah, it's like, nah, man, you just you fucking crazy. You smoking too much of that shit, you know? And then see, just that whole like, and yeah. then you see the shadow. A bat creature leaps out, like grabs your boy and drags him in the yeah. shadows. You run in there, like holding up your phone, like flashlight, and there's nothing, like where he is. He is the monster, mm-hmm. and it just like. He's bred enti- like a whole thing of fear into the criminal underworld. That's the there, there was a brief be pretty good. They touched on that briefly in Batman Begins when he first gets back and is trained and gets the yeah. Suit. But you've been following but, him as the hero yeah. the whole time. But from the villain perspective, yeah. where they just don't know this, the police haven't acknowledged him at all mm-hmm. as a presence. Like he's 
the the they you've think got, you're crazy. There's still a paperboy yeah. because Gotham City never gets like out of that. There's like extra, extra. Read all about it. Bad <laughs> creature, you know, snatching up people in the alleys. You know, one dime, get your paper, and people are like throwing it. Even now, I said that as a joke, but now I want the period piece where it takes place in the 40s. I want that movie to take place in the 40s where they've all got flat caps. And, yeah. Ah, they're talking this accent. That ba- the back reach is nothing but a river come from the mayor's office. Something like It's a, a bunch of malarkey, I tell you. That would be a sweet movie, an R-rated movie that is Batman but set... It's basically that yeah, movie. they're firing uh, public Tommy enemies. guns into the shadows public all en- the time. Public enemies yeah, with Johnny Depp. But with Batman. Exactly. They fire their Tommy guns in the shadows yeah. and no nothing hits anyone. Like maybe they gun down one of their guys who's like still there. And it's a survival like horror movie. Like we gotta get out of the docks or the building. Mm. But this fucking like, like predator, predator is yeah. picking <laughs> us off. That's the R rated superhero movie I want. Yeah. You get Couldn't the three even dots, take... but it's just like a bad No, symbol. here we go. You don't go. even I got cast one. a named actor as Batman. No, it's you don't even like, need to oh, show it. You, yeah. just, just every now and you then get, you get a someone... quick glimpse in the shadows mm-hmm. and stuff and no. a quick silhouette when no one's looking, but he's you get entirely... a man to play Batman. Yeah, he's entirely no one because yeah. Batman himself, the actor isn't important. Bruce Wayne isn't important. It's the fear. Yeah. Basically, make <sighs> a uh, Arkham Asylum movie, but it's Suicide Squad 2. No, don't call it that. It, well, this is I'm saying no. that because this is how they can market because this is how Hollywood works. Is you know if they're going to come out with this, they call it Suicide Squad Two. You've got some of the characters from Suicide Squad, like Joker, Harley Quinn. So you've already established them as being able to be main characters, like you did in Suicide Squad, even though it was a shit movie. But it you've established terrible. that they can be main characters. So have them as the main characters again, but they figure out a way to break out of their cells in Arkham. And they're trying to figure out how to actually get out of Arkham. The entire movie takes place in Arkham Asylum. And they're trying to figure out how to get out. But it's Batman... them as the main characters. Yeah, them as the main characters. Okay. And then Batman's looming in the shadows, picking them off one by one. You get the Predator vibes with that. You've also got yeah. your established characters that could potentially make for a decent Suicide Squad movie. Because, again, I didn't think... The characters weren't the problem I had with the Suicide Squad movie. I me I did. Like they weren't the greatest. Harley but, Quinn was terrible. Oh yeah, she was bad. But she was the she, other the characters only though. That I enjoyed that movie a slight bit is because I got to see her ass cheeks the whole mm, time. Yeah, but even Will Smith didn't even want to be in that movie. Oh no, he, he, he definitely he should have been. He was getting a paycheck. But even with that though, I didn't mind the characters. The story is what took me out of that movie. The story, the shots, the fact that it was so dark. The whole thing like, about about Harley Quinn and the Joker and their relationship, like that's not how things happened. Eh, I'm that's, okay with totally liberties. She gets taken but with liberty in comics. the only reason that she's a villain is because she was his psychiatrist when he yeah. was in Arkham. Well, they and sort of touched the on Stockholm that, though. Syndrome. Yeah. They touch, touch, touch on it, but yeah. Barely. Yeah. The same they way you want to touch the it. back rim when you're fucking laying up a basketball. But I don't think you could say that that story's not there. It's definitely implied. It's, it's yeah, ugh. lightly implied, but it's ugh. definitely implied. That movie was bad. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there's <laughs> a lot wrong with that movie. <laughs> that but movie was bad. In my long list of things I hate that movie for, it's not the characters. And like, I'm not saying they're great, but that's definitely on the back side of things I hate There's that movie There's so many. For. I, can't, I don't yeah. ever even want to. We don't have time to get started but, on how Yeah, speaking of time, we should probably was. wrap this up. We've uh, run a little bit long, yeah. but uh, yeah. it's all good. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, yeah. happy St. Paddy's Day to everybody. And uh, I know... Stay safe. Hope yeah, stay safe. Get yeah. an Uber or something. I know uh, Honest get Pines a got a big thing. Yeah, get a <laughs> lift. 
I get a lift. But uh, yes, uh, there's St. Patty's Day thing at Honest Pint. I'll be down there for that. And then, uh, yeah, there's stuff going on all over town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take your Imodium if you plan on drinking green beer. Lots of Tums. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you will have diarrhea the next day. But uh, maybe the night of. I don't know. But, Depends. Yeah. Do you guys have anything to talk about before we close out here? Or? Um, no. No, I think I'm good. Yeah. I feel like you ask that every time, and I, I always do. feel like I should have something. But my life's just well. Not that my luck no, is the the one week I don't ask, you all <laughs> will have something. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm good. For I'm now. prone to interrupting when I have something. So at the end of the show, I'm usually good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, we've right. got uh, so we've got Bruce guys coming up. That's yeah. April first. And we'll Alan be down and I there. are entering April beers 8th. for that. April yeah. 8th. It's yeah. April eighth. Well, yeah. We'll be down there with beers and filming. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll have a wheat beer. Yep, I'll um, have a black IPA. I guess I declared it now. And yeah, probably, so I'll uh, definitely have a wheat beer. I, there, there might be a couple bonuses there that we'll bring as well. We haven't decided yet, but we'll see. All right. Well, Total Failure Brewing will be there. Kick ass. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that is uh, it for this episode. Yeah. All right. It's been uh, episode 59 of the Brew Chat Podcast. Cheers. We'll see you next week. Yeah. yeah.